Hi friends! Welcome to Nature Check's Arta Campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. Hi, my name is Cheryl, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the Dungeon Master for the Arta Campaign. I'm also a PhD candidate studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and when I'm not doing my research, I'm a science communicator and the host of The Roving Naturalist on YouTube. And if you like me and Dungeons and & Dragons, you can also check out Treetops and Tarasks, an event where you can come on a tour led by Nancy, uh, where we will be playing D&D in the Ecuadorian Cloud Forest. I'm so excited. It's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Um, what a polished introduction that was. Well, hey, that was, thanks. That, it was just... It helps when you write it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, I don't know how to read, so... I should uh, try and write down. Uh, for yeah, our yeah. next <laughs> stunning introduction, it'll be Peter. Oh, no. No. <laughs> What's my name again? Um, my name is Peter. I am a horticultural, agricultural scientist studying how to make crops grow good in North Carolina and how people can make money on growing those crops good and controlling those pests real good in those same crops, all in high tunnels. But I'm not doing that. I uh, take pictures of bugs and other small things, and I post those on the internet for people to use. So uh, if anybody out there would like to use my photographs or uh photographs or other uh pictures some of them aren't photographs, photographs. Y you can you can do that <laughs> just have to ask me permission first and i'll send you like the good versions of those files and not the instagram version of those files so hit me up um or if you'd like to pay me money to take pictures of other tiny things i would do that too for for money um so also hit me up here i play cedric the dwarven cleric um the uh party's daddest character now um now that now the fletcher is gone daddest. <laughs> uh yeah and we both use uh he and pronouns me in real life and cedric uh, cedric in the game life where he lives Incredible. there at that how's how's that for that an intro amazing uh nancy <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Nancy. I am an entomologist, which means that I study insects, and I live in Quito, Ecuador, which is how I am helping Cheryl coordinate treetops and terrasks here in Ecuador. When I'm not leading your bum around the jungle to look at all the beautiful and amazing insects that live here, I am doing social media things. For example, I have a YouTube and a TikTok that I need to get back to soon. You can find all that stuff in the reference section down below. I play an Asimar in our beautiful world of Arda. She is a rogue and our pronouns are she, her. And there's Cindy. Hey, I'm Cindy, she, her. I'm a science enthusiast and play an Endorian engineer over on Heroes of Awesome. Oh my goodness, I'm losing it. <laughs> over on Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings Church and YouTube channels. Shut up, Peter. I'm rubbing off on you. It's only taken two years. <laughs> the problem is I've got the card propped up right in front of your window oh. on the screen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Look at me. Look at me. I'm distracting. <laughs> uh, here I'm playing Nadia the water method druid. Also she her. 
And you got it. You are all it. here to enjoy whatever happens now that Ryan's not with us. <laughs> oh, no. Chaos. Chaos. Yeah, without without our fearless leaders. It's all Here over. we wow. are. Beautiful and raw. Um, You know that you can hang out with us in the chat. You can use your channel points to help the PCs or create chaos. And you can check the reference section down below for the social media handles. Ooh, social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast. And there's a link to our Discord down there. Um, and our updated streaming schedule. Uh, you also know that you can find all of our video recordings of our games on our YouTube channel and the audio versions on all podcast platforms. And shout out to new fan Will, who has caught up on all of the content that was on the YouTube channel. I guess I should catch up and post all of our most recent episodes there, too. Um, <laughs> on it. Speaking what? of getting caught up on uh, content, uh-huh. people missed last week's Nature Chat, and they're oh, yeah. wondering why ryan isn't here anymore and we keep referencing it <laughs> you should go watch that and we talk a little bit about what ryan is doing now which is very exciting that is a good point yeah the vod is available on our twitch for a little while mm-hmm. longer so you can hear uh last thoughts from peter and ryan before fletcher makes his uh momentary exit uh with all of that out of the way um i guess we will run the intro and we'll be back in a moment bye are still here hello we're back gosh i promise eventually i'll figure this out Ah, it's hard to do everything at once um we're back and it is time for the game i just closed the tab gosh i'm so not quite time for the game oh man (laughs) it's time for reopening tabs the wrong tab it's that control shift t time amazing it's okay it reminded me that i should open my notes tab oh you know it's good to know what's happening. Okay, here I am. I know Pretty what I'm doing. About it. All right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> gosh, so off the rails already. What's happening? Um, <laughs> a lot has happened in the week since you arrived back in New Seychester. But in the last day or so, you spent your time uncharacteristically apart from one another, with Fletcher working in his new office at the Academy of Explorers, built <clears throat> the Academy of Explorers building, and Kay running deliveries for her family store. However, you did get together for a team meeting where Fletcher informed the group that he had reached the end of the resources available to him here as far as researching the loss and figuring out how Kay is involved. He decided to return to Iskol University in Tenibria to pursue his research and keep it secret from anyone outside your little group for everyone's safety. 
Before splitting the party, you all finally enjoyed cocktails at the Speakeasy Pops and Fluvis run at Bubble and Fizz after dark. Uh, it is now morning on Cordum, the sixth day of Pilaran, and we will begin with Kay in the kitchen with her parents. So, Mom and Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think I'm going to go adventuring again. Already? Yeah. Well, some stuff kind of came up. Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's all right. It's just kind of complicated. So I don't think I ever really told you guys because like, you know, like my brothers and sisters were around and stuff, but like, and you can't tell anyone because they're like super secret, but on our adventuring, we found these temples and they seem to be connected to the loss in some way. And we seem to be able to find other temples. Um, and I'm the one that can open them. Um, I'm not sure I understand, but I guess you're saying you have something important you need to do? Yeah, that. And it maybe has something to do with the loss, and we may be able to figure out more about it because there's these, again, there's these, like, temples around, and there's all this, like, ancient literature in them, and and they seem to still have a connection to the gods, at least. Oh. That's your mom is sort of like trying to process all of this. Your dad is a little more, you know, straightforward. So he comes over and sort of like side hugs you around the shoulders and is like, "Well, it sounds like you're trying to do something that could help a lot of people." Yes. So on the condition that you promise to stay safe, always i came back just fine last time you did although i will not say how long i'm gonna be gone because it's it, it's a very there's a lot out there as it turns out it's very big the outside of the town so i don't know when i'll be back but we're taking a ship i can at least tell you where we're going this time we're we're taking a ship and we're going up the the coast to the north and there's a volcano up there oh we're not going to go, like, in the volcano. I mean, that doesn't seem safe. But we're going to, like, explore that area. It has, like, come up a few times in some of the stuff we've been finding and reading. And we just haven't been up there yet. So that's kind of the plan. Uh, I can understand you not being sure how long you're going to be gone. But, I mean, when do we... Worry? Yes. Uh, we, I think we have a way to send messages back, actually. So oh. we got a bag and it has like a connection to another bag that someone like we're running some errands for them along the way. Um, and so like I can drop letters in there and have them like drop them off the shop. So that way you'll know that I'm okay and not worry. Oh, uh, all right. Um, yes, if you're going to write, then that would be, that would be nice. Uh. Yeah. I mean, we we can't tell you what to do. You are, you know, your own person, but I just, I worry about everyone who's in the family, so. Yeah, and, you know, that's why I was like, oh, it's a good idea to write letters back and stuff, because I realized how much I made you guys worry last time I was gone, but I really did think I was only going to be gone like a week, because I didn't realize the river was so big, and yeah, it was, it was kind of complicated. <laughs> Well, you fixed that problem, so. 
yeah. And look how much better the town is because of it. Your dad's still standing next to you and he's like, yeah, we can trust you. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be back. It's not like I'm going forever. Like, this is still my home at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you again. I know that. I ha- do, do you mind if I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. So I was on the streets for a little bit before you guys found me. Mm-hmm. But do you know how I got here in town? I don't remember any of it. Oh, I, I don't. Um, I mean, we moved here to sort of start over again. And in the growing city, there were children on the streets and we took in some that we had space for and tried to care for all of you. But I don't really know most of your stories before you mm. became part of our family, so I'm sorry, I don't. Ma, it's okay. It just, um, yeah. Apparently, my heritage seems to have a big importance with the temples, um, and oh. that's why I can like open them. But I don't remember anything before being here, so kind of weird, you know. That is odd. Um, I I don't know what that means but uh all of you are you know special individuals who wound up here somehow but (laughs) i yeah i'm sorry i don't know anything about where you came from it's okay um yeah i appreciate it anyway i just thought i'd give you guys a heads up about you know what's going on and kind of give you more realistic expectations this time no that's that's important thank you (laughs) i appreciate that well, I'm going to go pack and find my friends because uh, we're hopping on that boat today, I think. All right. Fletcher is going back to like wherever he came from in the big continent up up there, wherever, where there's all this like studying stuff because he said that he can't, like he's trying to figure out what's going on with the Lost too, And he said that our library and our resources here just like aren't enough. So he's mm-hmm. going back to see if he can find more stuff so that's kind of sad because he won't be with us but we'll still have cedric and and nadia and you met her and you like her she's really cool (laughs) i believe that i believe in you you like her i noticed that (laughs) (laughs) i mean you did frighten this woman by not knowing how to buy a shirt so um (laughs) and you also have avoided her since you've been back Mm -hmm. good reason (laughs) um okay when you uh are done packing and you come back out of your room your mom has made like one of those bundles up in like a red and white gingham cloth of like a whole bunch of food for you to take oh okay gives her like a big hug (laughs) you know i really do miss the family when i'm not here it's kind of weird there's like a lot of weird feelings, I guess. Cause it's like when I'm out adventuring, I miss home. And then when I'm home, I kind of feel like wanna go adventure again. And I wonder if that will ever be reconciled. Life takes us to a lot of new and interesting places. So I think you're figuring yourself out. That's important. Thanks. Well, anyway, I'll write to you guys and uh yeah i'll see you i'll see you soon ish and write a lot all right and they both give you big strong (laughs) hugs and then you are free to leave Uh, so you're going to meet up with everyone else 
Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming if my like siblings are around, I also say goodbye to them mm-hmm. and I let Azzy know what's going on this time. So like I make the rounds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like really bad about just like up and leaving last time. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. And they're like, where where were you? We all thought you were dead. So she's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna be dead. I will write to my parents. I will see you all very soon. Everything is fine. And she like shows Azzy like the bow that she has painted. She's like, look, I made it better. Oh, that's, yeah, it's certainly yours. Look at the little <laughs> charm I put at the top of it. Isn't it cute? You Love. should put one too. So that way I can like, I don't know, have you with me while, I mean, I guess you already gave me the bow. You don't have to add a charm. That uh, yeah, great. hold on. Uh, and so he's got like, he pulls out like, a lock pick that he very obviously like bent, like basically broke trying to get into something and like ties it on to as like a little charm. Oh, this is the best. And she gives him a big hug. She's like, well, I'll be back. I'm going to be writing to my parents. So I'll try and like put a letter in for you every now and then too. I'm sure cool. they'll give it to you. Sweet. Thanks. All right. Keep an eye out on my siblings, please. Cause you know, they're getting to that age where like, I mean, you know how we were back in the day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll keep as close an eye as your mom lets, but yeah, it'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. So Kay does the rounds and now we view for a moment, a sequence of scenes straight out of an anime uh, of the group meeting up on the docks in the drizzling rain. Uh, we can see their lips moving, but we cannot hear what they're saying, though we know the essence is that they are saying their farewells to Fletcher. He turns and walks away up the gangplank of a ship headed toward Dormont, the capital city of Tenibria, leaving you three standing on the docks. What would you like to do now? Be sad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> do we have what we need for this trip? Do we need? Oh like, yeah, my mom made us boat snacks, and she like <laughs> pulls open <laughs> the little thing. Awesome. Boat snacks. <laughs> They're boat so snacks. good. You should totally have Nadia. Have you eaten some of this stuff before? It's so good. I mean, Liam's She's already digging them, them. but <laughs> you actually have kind of a morning appointment to meet with boat people to discuss <laughs> boat things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know how when you're at the movie theater and you eat all the popcorn before the movie starts? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's happening to the boat snacks. Perfect. <laughs> Nadia is being mindful. Like you can, t- she's she's sampling things that aren't familiar. She's definitely being careful about not eating all of it because those is boat snacks and we'll need those. <laughs> Andrew, it, do you want do you want some boat snacks? I, yeah, yeah. In a minute, in a minute. I'm still stomach's still a little queasy from pops last night. You know. <laughs> Like, every now and then I I thought for burp, sure we were gonna be starting with constitutional rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kate just randomly turned a color while talking to her parents. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't right. one of the drinks like gave you synesthesia or something like that, right? Like uh, Yeah, maybe turn colors. Uh Kay had one that was making your skin turn like every color of the rainbow. Um Cedric had one that was making your burps be perfumed like flowers. Nadia oh, yeah. had one that made her so she wouldn't stop smiling. Yeah. An improvement on Cedric's case. It was also plus one knowledge. Yes, it was because it was a Sphinx drink. Um. <laughs> she had the most amazing sparkling conversation. <laughs> oh my God. Perfect. Fluvis uh, <laughs> is like actually an elemental of that drink or something like that. 
We should bring a flask of that with us. Oh. Um, All right, so you're eating boat snacks, standing on the docks, and making our way to the ship. The ship that has the name. Did we? Uh, the ship that we have been on twice now. With the one that Snowman Laugh Shield owns, <laughs> yes. which is a ship made out of wood. My notes, my notes say the boat from before. <laughs> <laughs> go back to a, go back to before. Flip back to before. Is it the endurance or something? Because that was before oh, okay. I was on. I, the endurance? Uh, no, no. The the one that brought you back after the mimic was like the pheasant something or other. I think. Oh, yeah. The dead pheasant. Oh, I think Danny, the champion of the world. Maybe the maybe the endurance was a ship that they just recently found in Antarctica. Did you guys read about that? Yes, I did. Yeah, not. Cool. that was wild. That was uh, what's his name's ship, right? Like the yeah, who like did the discovery and went mm. to the yeah. Antarctica. They like calculated everything. The ship went down. They somehow made it back in rowboats. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like they actually all made it back, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe all the rich white dudes made it back <laughs> unclear i yeah. it's been a couple of weeks since I there's heard no that way that any of us could find out by yeah <laughs> we should have a ship talk sometime because i've actually sailed ship on tall talk. ships i mean we can yeah you're you're on a boat or you're going to be on a boat i don't know i know a little bit about boats i don't know there's nobody on who, there's nobody in the world who knows things about boats that we could have on as a guest probably right <laughs> Probably right. Nobody knows anything about boats. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the name you're looking for is the Gerlady is. That's uh, it. Stominal. That's why I didn't write it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to spell that. It's an Elvish. Um, <laughs> oh, well, see, there you go. Yeah. Is it really Elvish? Sounds French. I used an Elvish translator. Hmm. Sounds French. Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> so is that where you're going? Yes, because okay. we sure. we talked with them, right? They gave us like a quote and everything, but we hadn't like made any yeah, hard plans. Yeah, and we were gonna yet. come back in the morning and tell them what we decided. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be really awkward if they're like, "Oh yeah, well, we could leave in like three days," and then we're like, "Okay, has to go back to her mom's <laughs> house and be like, so." <laughs> could you pack me more boat snacks? Yeah, we ate all the boat snacks already, and also. <laughs> okay, might actually go food. back anyway and be like, "Well, actually, we ate all the boat snacks." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we have more boat snacks? <laughs> I, I want to say that I think uh, that was fun seeing Kay not tell everybody everything all at once. Like, I think that was the first conversation ever, maybe, that Kay didn't overshare. Like, it was actually judicious in information sharing. But, I mean, your parents attracts. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Kay's a rebellious teenager, after all. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going back to the ship where it was yesterday when the two, no, all three of you went. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So it is parked in the same spot. The plank is still down. Um, you can see someone moving among some stuff up on the deck, um, but you're not sure who it is because there's like a pile of like crates and things. Um, but that's the only like movement you see around the ship right now. So you assume everybody else might be below decks or off ship, but. Hello, the ship. Hello, can we come aboard? Hello? 
Um, Permission to come aboard. <laughs> and you see uh, Vinalda pokes her head out from behind the boxes. So as a reminder, um, <laughs> she's a young, uh, young adult female dwarf, um, taller than a lot of dwarves um, and very lean with uh, dark brown skin and jet black hair that she has in a very thick braid down her back and she wears simple practical clothing, no adornments. Um, she sticks her head around the crates as you're yelling and goes, Oh, it's all of you. Uh, permission granted. Come aboard. <laughs> How's it going? We haven't uh, really talked. We need passage. Uh, also, do you like a boat snack? Oh, what do you have? Uh, my mom made them. These are some like good cookies with like some jam in them, and uh, these are some like homemade crackery bread things. I, I didn't learn the cooking, but they're all good. They're not boat shaped the though. Cooking. They're, they're snacks for shaped. eating on a boat. They're oh. not boat snacks, well, which yes. is a mistake that anybody could have made. <laughs> she looks over at the pile of crates and is like, well, I've been working hard, so I think maybe I've earned a cookie. Um, I, she, I would agree. <laughs> she takes one and says, yes, uh, Claude told us that you all were interested in booking passage again. It's been a while mm -hmm. since we saw you, but uh, the captain and I said it was fine, um, and he said you were planning on coming back, so I guess here you are. Uh, let me... Go get Captain Lafshield. I'll be right back. And she heads sort of like down into the, um, into the like under part of the ship, all the rooms and things, and comes back a little while later with Stominell, a uh, half elven woman with blonde hair who comes up on deck and is like, "Oh hi." Would you like a boat snack? Ooh. <laughs> she like grabs something and like stuffs it in her mouth and is like, "So, um, Claude said you wanted to go somewhere." Yeah, we need to go north to the volcano. Well, not exactly to the volcano because it's probably not on the coast, but Finland. Close-ish to it. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, did you bring back my rowboat? We did not. It, it got, it was a mimic. Yeah. It's a it fun been, story, it actually. It tried to kill us. Yes. Vinalda yes. crosses her arms and looks up at Stominel with like an I told you expression on her face. And Stominel's like, I'm sorry. It turned into a what? Yeah, it turned into a mimic. We like went to take all the stuff off of it because we had like hidden it. So someone would steal it, right? That was very smart. Uh -huh. And then we like went to pull some of the leaves off of it. And then it like grew arms and teeth and eyes. I've never seen this before. And it tried it to tried kill to us. It tried to eat us. It tried to eat us. So, and then, like, Cage has a cookie in her mouth, and she's like, oh, so we had to do Would you like another? You had to... Mm. Cookies make everything better! <sighs> okay. And so we you... can pay for the rowboat. You, you paid before. It's fine. I just... Okay. Whatever. Uh... It was, we did try to hide it, to be fair. Like, it wasn't sure. stolen. It was just... I'm gonna take two cookies and I don't want to hear any more mimic stories. Um <laughs> <laughs> and she's like uh sort of like doing the like flipping the cookie between your fingers as she like thinks and talks to you. <laughs> it's like, so when did you wanna leave to go to this volcano or whatever? Whenever. Whatever. Right I so... mean, we're not doing anything, so yeah, we've you're... got snacks. Snacks? You've, you've got gold? We've got gold yes. and snacks. We do. My favorite kind of people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
the first time we've made a good impression on someone. Look at us yeah. go. Give me a yeah. give me a few minutes to make sure everybody's got everything uh, in order. And uh, yeah, we can go. Uh, let me. Hey, Sasha. Um, and you see again that you've met all of these sailors before. This is the female half orc with uh, silver skin and black hair. Um, so she comes out from one of the uh, doors to the below decks, and Stomanel's like, uh, These three are booking passage with us. We're going to get underway in a few minutes, but before you start doing ropes and stuff, can you take them and show them birthing? She's like, uh, Yeah, c- come along with me. Better gleams over to Nadia. That's where we sleep. It's not what it sounds like. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> She's like, I hadn't thought about it until just now. Uh huh. Yeah, that took me. That took Cindy a second. I was. Just... <clears throat> yeah, to so ride on birth, a boat birth. first. You gotta have it's the talk. It's called the birth. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. You gotta watch a video. You gotta have a cl- uh, class. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. weird nautical shit is this? I... Yeah. <laughs> That's where the baby boats come from. Oh. And then baby boats. Yeah, baby to boats. replace the... It's like, uh, was it Moya in in the... Yes. I don't remember the sci-fi series. Farscape. 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 I was like, the one with the Muppets. Those were uh, Henson Company yeah. puppets. So they were yeah, Muppets. Yeah, it was Henson. Yeah. They were Muppets. <laughs> I like that you remember that, but you don't remember the name of the show. <laughs> I remember the name of the ship. That's the impressive part. That's yeah, pretty good. But, that's, but not the name of our ship. No. We just took. Yeah, it's fine. Because um, oh, so. I didn't take it, but I also didn't write it down last time. So whatever. <laughs> so, so Sasha leads the three of you down a little set of stairs um, and onto like a landing um, and then uh, kind of down a little bit of a hallway and then you're in sort of like the main hold uh it's rather dim down here but you can all see just fine so not a problem um (laughs) and so she's led you past like a few closed doors and now you're sort of walking through the hold to get to like the other end of the ship and the hold has you know some boxes and like supplies and things um but you also smell like like kind of sweet plant smell but also an animal smell um and as you're walking through the hold you see there's like a bunch of crates that have been set up like a fence um and there are two small pigs in this like box uh, like like square of crates and Sasha's like talking baby talk to them as she walks past like hello piggies how are you and she turns back to you all and is like we got paid in Partially, we got paid partially in pigs hmm. um, mm. by like That's alliteration a for you. job, right? Mm. That we did recently, and um, I wanted to keep them. Uh, Captain didn't really want them on board, but I mm. talked her into it, especially because like they eat food scraps, and like someday they'll be big enough to be food. So like, there's no harm. There was extra space down here in the hold, so I have mm-hmm. pet pigs now. What are their names? <laughs> I didn't name them yet. We can I pet one? Yeah, just be careful. Like I've got teeth I don't know how tame it. they are. Yeah, pig bites can be <laughs> nasty, but like, yeah, you can pet them. <laughs> I get, Kay tries to pet the pig. <laughs> They've got wiry bristles on them. It's whatever, but like, they're young pigs. They're cute. All right. Mm-hmm. 
I like the black little... pigs. Those are my favorite. Oh, like the Oreos? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I do like those. Um, so, uh, yeah. So she leads you to the other end of the ship and to a space where you all can, uh, there's like some, you know, hammock space and whatever for you to set all of your stuff and live um, or at least sleep. Uh, and you can hear activity overhead as you're down here setting up. So you imagine that like the crew is getting ready to set sail. Um, Sasha sort of leaves you after she shows you your space and is like doing things in the hold, like rearranging stuff to make sure they have everything they need. Uh, would you all like to do anything while you're in here? Uh, after I set up my bedroll, I assume in the dark, right? All, all three of us are in the dark. I'm like, you know, Wait, no, wouldn't, wouldn't they have hammocks? Yeah. Do they have Do they have hammocks for us? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, gonna lay out my bedroll yeah. in the hammock. In the hammock. <laughs> I'm gonna put my bedroll in the hammock. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because when the ship rocks, you're in your hammock, and then it also rocks. No, and then... I know that. I just didn't know if they provided hammocks for us, or if we had to like have our own hammocks, which I don't have. I know Nadia has a hammock, but I don't have a hammock. So yeah. last time we didn't stay overnight on the ship, Kay. So I didn't. I don't know how. Didn't know if <laughs> hammocks were extra or whatever. <laughs> well, didn't you come over on a ship? Did you have to like? Yeah, they they had hammocks for me, but it was a different ship. It was you know, fair, a different ship. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to assume, but I just want to point out how nice is it. We don't need any light down here. Convenient. But dark vision, dark vision, dark vision, dark vision party. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any of those weak human eyes around anymore. <laughs> Seems a little discriminatory, but okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, he has other nice features that I'm going to miss. Like being tall and responsible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if you needed to hang <laughs> up one of these hammocks. Person in a group <laughs> it's yeah our, our our mean height has shrunk yes. a lot yeah but luckily if we need to reach anything on top shelves nadia's our girl yeah. <laughs> all right yep perfect yeah well you gotta let That's your great. your player characters fly so they can reach the pots and pans up in the top mm -hmm. cabinet um, I would actually like to go back up on deck for a minute mm -hmm. to try to find an out of the way spot where it looks like there's not too many people moving around and just sort of have a check in with Arena. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that we have a little bit of an understanding about the fact that this boat's about to leave and she will need to follow <laughs> and we'll figure out the food situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming there will be rats on board and this will not Probably. be a problem. Um, yeah, but there's... basically sort of a, like, this is where I am. We're going to be moving. I will probably be trying to speak to her in ways that she will not understand. But, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, and you said you have trained um, the cum trick? Or I have trained the cum. cum. Okay. It's, yes, it's technically a trick. Okay. Yes. So, but that command for her to follow you. Okay. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Make a hand, handle, animal handling, handle animal, whatever it's called. Um just to, like, okay. see how well you communicate. Since it is, like, trying to find a space on this deck that isn't occupied right now, like, you kind of have to shift around to not be mm -hmm, in people's way, mm -hmm, so, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was waiting for you to make me do a handle animal check to, t to pet the pig. 
Especially if they're like, oh, they can bite. And I was like, oh, Not God. Not just to do a pat, like. <laughs> pig Nas K's arm off. Been bitten by a pig. It's not great, right? Not great. Nine. A nine. Okay. I mean, like, you have trained the trick, so, like, she'll follow, but, like, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. definitely, like, you can see that she's unsettled by all the activity that's going on. Yeah. And also, like, is any sort of high perch that she might be looking at is probably in use at the moment, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the crow's nest isn't currently occupied by anyone because they're all, like, doing, like, ropes and things, so what? Okay. The crow's so nest is a Hollywood addition. <laughs> they don't exist on real ships. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, it's true. No, no, I know. I'm just saying that, like, Yeah, there's know. a high point that yes. is unoccupied, yes, there but is it's, a like, high literally point the top of a mask. Yeah. Mask. <laughs> It's the hawk's nest, which did definitely the hawk's exist. Nest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. eagle? She's an eagle. Eagle. She's right? an eagle. Yeah. The eagle's yeah. nest. <laughs> so it's a Hollywood invention. So how yeah. did they do keeping watch or like look out, looking out, lookout stuff? Um, so I've actually sailed on tall ships. Mm-hmm. My dad, uh, my dad and I did that when I was in high school because reasons i guess anyway so you actually just do it on the front of the ship Hmm. Uh, so you're not like up in the mass which makes sense because there's not like a good way to communicate if you're 70 feet up in the air back down to the person who's steering the ship that's true so yeah it was mainly done so like now it's done with like walkie talkies (laughs) back to the captain (laughs) how it used to be done was through like a series of whistles or you or you'd like shout it back and it, the crew would do it. But um, but yeah, whistling, like there there was like a bosun's whistle, mm-hmm. for example, is one of the ways that, uh, and different like, it could only do two pitches, but the length and the time that you did those two pitches mess, like reference different things. Nice. Very cool. Morse code. Well, we got what learned. <laughs> like, like Morse code, right? Oh, you got yeah. Short yeah. dashes and long dashes, like yeah. good enough. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, we got schooled on how ships work. So there's no crow's nest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on those anyway. Not on this one. Yeah. Um, anybody People else? Frantically doing... erasing the crow's nest from their fan art. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anybody else doing anything as the ship is getting ready to get underway? No? Nope. No. Mm-hmm. No. I, I feel like, like I, 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 Cedric has some questions for Nadia about rats. So, like, okay, can you, like, w- how would you feel about, like, speaking with animals convincing the rats to go up on board and then letting your bird eat them would you feel like that was like unfair how do you feel about this kind of thing be like i don't feel great about that yeah like (laughs) i heard there's some great cheese up on board way out in the open yeah i don't like that (laughs) but also like uh so this particular eagle is from the desert. I just was mm-hmm. sort of thinking through this because I was like, there are birds of prey that can fish, basically. Mm-hmm. But I was sort of assuming, if nothing else, that like Nadia could conceivably like go in the water herself, catch some fish, and feed them to the bird if need be. Mm-hmm. We'll figure something out along the way. And table scraps. And table scraps. I mean, those pigs are going to need those yeah, that's true. Pigs can get so big. Mm-hmm, they really very can. Big. Pigs get so big. They really that's all do. I was thinking was like, oh, you're going to have some very big babies down here. I mean, Sasha long. is a very big person. So you can imagine her like picking them up and hugging them even when they're like very large. Oh, yeah, because she's a half pounds. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
yeah. if it's a half orc dealing with the pigs, then then yeah, I feel like they'll be she's fine. She, she thinks they're adorable. <laughs> they are, they are. <laughs> especially yeah. baby pigs. They're yeah. so freaking cute. Mm-hmm. No, no, but I think we okay. Uh, we should talk at some point about like the history of pigs on ships in colonial European colonialism, because uh, that's something that impacted our world a lot. I feel like we could. Thanks for jumping ahead there in the script, friend. Mm, um. I'm just I, I decided we'll have to talk about it at some point. Yeah, like we'll we can we can talk about it later. <laughs> Teasers for later topics. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Um, so so. I'm also just enjoying the thought of like all these sailors that don't know what to do with the pigs. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> but sometimes you get paid with weird stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. But I mean, like livestock, livestock foodstuffs on long journeys, like pre-refrigeration, the best way to keep it. Yeah, it's alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't spoil when it's still. still <laughs> nope. Um, yeah. So in that case, the ship gets underway, and you start moving out of the harbor of New Seychester, and you can watch the city uh, sort of recede behind you as you make it out into the open ocean. Are you all hanging out above decks, below decks? Ooh. Oh yeah, I feel like Kay would Definitely get super seasick <laughs> downstairs. Yeah, last time we Nadia's were above deck and loving it. Right. Yeah, last time we were on this ship, I think both Kay and Cedric were feeling a little green for a lot of it. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probably gonna happen again. Yeah. Kay is like at the front of the ship if she can be, and is like looking out to the horizon and like creeping onto the railing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, Cedric is right beside her, like, <laughs> chin on the railing, just kind of. D- didn't it take you a whole week to get from Tenebria to here? How did you survive? Mm, my seasickness went away after, like, the first three days. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't come from Tenebria, though. Oh, where did he come from? Yeah. <laughs> where did you come from, Cedric? Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any of my notes here. I'm, mm, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in my cabin. I don't have any minutes. Um, uh, he came from play. the continent called Beata Breron, which is the one to the south. Yeah, the one that's hard to pronounce. Oh, I just assumed yeah. you came over with Fletcher. I thought you both came from the same place on the same boat. Didn't you meet each other on the boat? No. Did they, like, we met... pick you up? No, we met in the Mark Bird. Oh. I just assumed that you guys met on the boat. Interesting. You guys no, met over I met a bar him fight? like. <laughs> yes. The same. Yeah, we met in that same bar fight that we met you. I didn't know him before that. Hmm. What a fortuitous bar fight, I suppose. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. I mean, we met. We met Lucanus in that same bar fight, and yeah. also, um, uh, what was her name? Oh shoot, what was her name? A woman that hang out with us for a while. Yeah, yeah, very fortuitous. Yeah, if it hadn't been for Leon's fish getting poisoned. Yeah. If it wasn't you and I would never have met. Damn dwarf, like upriver a few months. That's true. You know, they say more than works in mysterious ways. So, I mean, from a certain perspective, Mofak is responsible for you and me being friends. He's also responsible for your death, so I still don't like him. Yeah, I feel like those things probably don't balance out. That's true. But, you know, it is just kind of an interesting 
Like how Aww. rude of Moradin to give you a friend and then take him away with the, via the same method. But he also brought him back, so... I it, brought so, him back. Yeah, but, okay, but you wouldn't have been there to bring me back if Mafok hadn't brought us together with the poison fish in the first place, see? But you right? wouldn't have been there, so you wouldn't have been dead anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Right, but also we had to be there because we were the ones that shut down the mine and stopped Nani's water from being poisoned. Yeah, it could have been someone else eventually, though, right? Mm, but you're assuming that somebody else could have done it. Maybe you're the only person in the entire world who could have, uh, you know, did that thing that you did with me. I mean, wasn't it Fletcher who lit it on lightning? Oh, uh, no, not the thing where you messed up the mine, but the thing where you brought me back from oh, the dead. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, that is true. See? I mean, what did anything would have been easier for Morden just not to kill you in the first place? Um, but maybe I had to die in order to have the visions that I had of the afterlife in order to, you know. Wait, you had visions? Well, I, I don't know that I would call them visions. You just called them visions. So I mean, more like experiences. How come you me to have dreams, but you've been sitting on visions for how long now? Did oh. you tell anyone? Oh, you just want me to just die again to have more no, visions? No, I want you to tell me what you saw. Oh, uh, I'm sure we talked about this at some point. Didn't uh, didn't we talk about this? No. At some point. I definitely talked to Fletcher about it. Well, Fletcher isn't here. And so the only two people with that knowledge are you and Fletcher. And one of you isn't here. So the other has to talk. We're in this together. You told me that I have to tell you about my dreams when I have them and when I get a feeling and stuff. Why is it different for you? Uh, it's not. It's not. I just. I just thought I did. I just thought I did. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, yeah. It's like, a, it's like. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. So. You know how when you die, your soul goes to the well, uh, the great crucible to be melted down and have all your impurities removed and be reforged. Well, that's not what happened. So. Um, Is that how we got you back? Because that didn't happen. Uh, I, yeah, I assume so. Yes, I, yeah, I mean, I assume if I'd been made into a divine instrument, yeah, it wouldn't, probably, probably wouldn't have worked. Um, but, um, okay, it's really hard to remember, right? Like, it's kind of, kind of a dream, you know, bits and pieces. But um, I think a lot of it involved like floating through stuff and like seeing these like kind of visions of like puzzles, but I don't really remember any of those. Oh yeah, but, we also had puzzles. Oh, okay. So yeah, same difference. But I also saw a giant uh, cavern, endless cavern full of glowing pools and okay. a staircase that, that led to nowhere. And a staircase that led to nowhere. Yes, yes, there was definitely, it was like a uh, long kind of spiral staircase, and the top of it was broken. Oh. Which I feel like is like probably a metaphor, and I feel like maybe, okay, like I felt like the, the staircase needed to be climbed, but obviously like you couldn't climb it, so I feel like Fletcher and I were wondering if maybe the, the same thing that broke the staircase, you know, cut off. So like, okay, the maybe the gods broke the staircase when they left. Like they were like, bye. And we're like kind of slamming the door behind us as we leave. Or 
something broke the staircase and cut the gods off from us at the same time, right? Or maybe the staircase is the thing that connects, you know, maybe the gods use the staircase. But I kind of got the vibe of it's like a souls are supposed to go from here up the staircase kind of thing. But I mean, I guess they could use it to come back down if they wanted to. But, but it was yeah. broken. But it was broken, right? Which seems like a thing that should not be. Yeah, it doesn't seem great. Yeah. Do you think it's a real staircase or do you think it's like a metaphor for like any kind of pathway? Like we're not trying to actually fix like a real staircase, are we? No, I don't think it's like a real staircase. I mean, if it, maybe if it's a real staircase, it's like a staircase made out of magic. But uh, but no. maybe that was just the thing that would like resonate with you the most. Yes, because okay. stairs are very important to me. Because I have walked up and down a lot of them in my life. Yes, we are very stair oriented people. Okay. I, I don't know how tunnels, yeah. But... Sure. I mean, yeah, lots of tunnels too, but you know, stairs are very much more symbolic. And I notice New Sagester, not a lot of not a lot of vertical change. Your people we, are... we have a lot of space, so we can just keep building outwards. Exactly, right? So it, maybe down. it would have been like a road for you. With like yeah, maybe. Oh, that makes, and, yeah, okay. So like mm-hmm. something you're familiar with? Right? Okay. Was yeah. that was that all that you saw? Because that, that's not like a whole lot to go on. Like there were, there, were other, there were other, there were other, I feel like there were other people there, but I don't really remember a lot of the details about the people there. There were other people there though. Uh, I feel like I got the feeling that I was not alone, okay. and it wasn't like was a, that like reassuring? Was there's like something a- lurking in the shadows kind of feeling, and it wasn't like a oh, Morden, I got your back kind of feeling. Like it was like a um, I feel like there are other people in the same boat as me kind of feeling. Okay, like bystanders. I don't remember any of the details about that. Okay. I, maybe I talked to them. Maybe I didn't. You know, it's kind of that dream logic where you're like, I don't know. Maybe did I did I do the thing that made sense to do? <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But that was everything. Just the staircase. You didn't. You didn't have visions about anything else. Um, I mean, I think in conversation with Fletcher later on, some of the things that I thought maybe I remembered were actually just things that happened to me, like when I died. Okay. Like I remember there being a tiny dragon, <laughs> but he said that that was like actually just Mafak turning into some kind of lizard animal. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, didn't see that. So. Yep. So I don't know. There's a lot of other stuff in there, but it's kind of just jumbled. I don't really remember any specifics. But yeah. broken staircase, I do remember. Well, I appreciate you being honest about it. So this is good because then, like you know, I feel like you're getting part of the story, and then like I'm getting a different part of the story. And maybe if we just keep putting our little puzzle pieces together, we'll like get somewhere. We're gonna have to work extra hard because Fletcher, the smart one, isn't here. Exactly. But we can go and try stuff, and then we can report back to him, and he'll be like, oh, obviously you should have done this. This would have been the smart thing to do, blah, blah, blah. You know how he does. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, we'll try our best, and we'll still disappoint him, but it's okay. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should – you know, the three of us should have a conversation about what we, we should have done. We should have asked him what we should have put in the next temple. Oh, yeah. I bet he had a really good idea about, like, ooh, you should have filled the next trough with this. Mm. You know? That seems like the kind of thing he would be like, oh, I've got a theory about this, you know? Yeah, that is true. I'm, like, supposed to be the one that's connected to them, but, like, I don't know. There's holes in the ground. I don't know what to put in them. 
staircases. Maybe the next one I can put my mom's baked goods in them. Uh, I don't think there are enough of them left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time we'll just have to bring her with us so she can bake goods and then put them in the trough. I mean, if it's just whatever we have a lot of, um, we put pig shit in them next time. <laughs> I don't want to, like, I feel... We got in trouble for burning some books. I don't want to put pig shit in, <laughs> in the trough. I don't want to lose another member of our party. because we're uh, just- That's pig shit. I, uh, as somebody who did agriculture underground as a child, um, that is a very important resource. Do not, don't turn your nose up in manure. It's a very valuable resource. Did you like go they up should- to the surface and get poop or did you just like. No, we just collected all the rat poop and then reused it. Ooh. Oh no, rat poop's very convenient because it comes out in little, like little, little, uh, you know, little shapes, little, little sausage, sausage shapes, little, little, yeah, little pearls and um, mm-hmm. little, little turds, you know. So you just put mm-hmm. them in a little cage with like a mesh on the bottom, and it all falls through to the ground. And then you just kind of shovel it up, whoop, and then you use it, to, you know, fertilize your mushrooms. <laughs> your poop mushrooms. <laughs> yep. Yep. We I have a very visit sometime, but I don't think I'd be able to fit in your dwarf holes underground. No, you'd be able to fit. They're uh, pretty spacious, actually. But are they tall? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have we have you know tall folk come down sometimes. Um, you know to like trade or okay. Learn All right, I believe you. I'll come visit like sometime. Thing. Yeah, you'd you'd like it. Would I? <laughs> I don't know what kind of stuff do you like. I don't know what you like. <laughs> uh, We've got uh, like I... temples. Um, we don't have any giant insects. I know you don't that's, like those. That's a plus. Yeah. Um, I've never been attacked by a boat. That is another plus. You know, you're mm-hmm. right. This whole underground living a sheltered life seems pretty seems pretty legit, to be honest. It is very sheltered. There is so much shelter there. It is so protected. You will never never feel rain nor snow nor gloom of night i mean there's gloom of cave but it's it's the most sheltered i grew up so sheltered hmm. okay yeah yeah when this so is what, all over i'll go visit you yeah that's and then great. we can go visit fletcher because you already know where nadia lives and you guys already know where i live so we can like go visit you in your little dwarf house cave thing and then we can go see Fletcher and his little research cave thing. Oh, they're having an LOTR moment. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't know how I feel about visiting Nadia in the elemental plane of water. It sounds like a great way to die, but um, but yeah, the other ones sound good. Yeah. I'm sure Nadia would protect us. I'm sure, yeah. right? I'm sure there's some kind of fancy magic that Fletcher could just be like, no, you guys can breathe underwater or whatever. Oh, I forgot about that. You're, the whole... Oh, I just assumed that she was like on top of the water. I thought it was no. like ocean, but you were like, on t- I didn't realize it was like in I the water. Underwater. Yeah, underwater. Oh. Yeah, that sounds more complicated. I don't even think there's an above water there. I think it's just like all water. What a weird place. I know, right? <laughs> but she said like people from here visit over there so like they must be able to breathe somehow maybe like a giant bubble of air or something hmm that'd be fine right you don't need that much air you know just like a little bit around your head to breathe in that'd be fine probably plenty yeah probably (laughs) 
We should we should talk to her about this sometime. Yeah. I mean, she's always raving about those parties. Like, we definitely have to go back and party with her back at her house, right? That's true. That's true. I vote after we could we... bring those drinks from Pops. I bet those people there would like blow their minds. Yeah. Pops and Fluvis are friends, and Fluvis is from there too. I oh, bet we can all go together. We could all go together. After we fix the whole problem with the gods and everything like that, rave at Nadia's house. That sounds great. We should let her know this is our plan. <laughs> sounds good. I don't know. It might be a fun surprise. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Nadia, are you leaving so soon? But aren't we coming with you? Yeah. Like, you haven't seen your family in a hundred years? Cool. Well, we're coming too. And we're here to party. <laughs> Do you think Nadia definitely came to this plane to party? Yeah, I know. (laughs) You walked through the party already. (laughs) Twice. Also, Nadia looked plenty at home at that speakeasy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As the two of you are leaning on the railing, looking out at the horizon to keep from puking, um, Vinalda comes over to and sort of leans against the railing with you. Uh, It's it's been a while. It's nice to see you again. Hi. Hi. The cookies were good, right? They were very good. Yes. Thank you for that. Uh, See you. I I hope this isn't uh, too forward, but you... uh, you look a little different from the last time I saw you, and I just wanted to make sure everything was all right. I look different? Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Cedric, you look different. Oh. Um, yeah, probably just, like, a lot more tan. Oh, That's... you mean his clothes, right? Yes, I mean, he is also more tan, which, I mean, that happens when you're outside a lot, but... Uh... Yeah, my clothes. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah. Kate just we'll... like pats you on the back. You're like, you got this, and kind of like winks at him, and then like goes to the other railing. Oh, she leaves. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, um, we were. Um, well, but you remember my armor? Yes, uh, you don't have yeah. that either. I don't. Um, yeah, so we were we were battling with, um, uh, well, um, it was a. I'll tell you, a, a druid, uh, a dwarf, dwarf druid guy um, who was um, mining <clears throat> Galena and other ambrosia's ores um, in a very poorly built and unsafe definitely not standard approved mine um uh, in the middle of the continent we um uh yeah he was you know dumping you know unsafe dumping uh practices so uh you know and then he tried to kill uh Kay, so i fought him and in the battle uh he destroyed my armor with the some kind of, you know, dwarven magic. So then, um, uh, yeah, then we afterwards met up with these um, bird people. Um, 
and they're like really tall and stuff and so they didn't have anything you know dwarven make size and everything like that uh so yeah they got these new clothes because my old ones were kind of ruined and you know it's kind of i mean i know it's kind of not it's kind of a weird fashion but you know i i kind of found in the next couple of weeks as we were crossing the desert that breathes really nice you know it's so baggy and everything like that and also like lots of room for you know like swinging my hammer and stuff you know like combat efficiency uh it's really good for that so um you know i just i just decided that for now until i figure out my new fighting style you know i might i'm just gonna stick with this and then you know obviously eventually i'll get some new armor but there's just not any there's not a lot of really good you know armor available around here not a lot of great you know uh dwarven make so yeah i've just been kind of sticking with this for now until i decide what i want to do next um going a little bit with this you know i got this shield out there these uh actually these like mushroom people gave it to us uh yeah they were pretty cool yeah so it's made of some wood that i don't recognize you know it's like got a wooden shield might as well mix it up with some different armors and, and stuff like that i don't know you know it's kind of the win in rome kind of thing rome it's a small town outside of the town i grew up in <laughs> and they had this saying there that when you go there they would salt their mushrooms differently so it was like when you go over to rome you got to eat salty mushrooms you know kind of thing so I figure in Arda, maybe I'll mix up on armor a little bit. Anyways, um, yeah, that's a lot about me. Um, what have you been up to oh, since I uh, saw you last? <laughs> Sorry, I can't because Nancy's laughing. <laughs> uh, oh, that's uh, sounds like you did a lot. Uh, yeah, we uh, we ran a shipment. Uh, from here, from New Seychester, I guess from there, she's pointing as the city is continuing to recede in the distance, uh, from there back to uh, a gnomish town on Beatabreron. Uh, so, and then... Um, cool. Yeah, um, and then Captain decided we should at least stop back here. Uh, I don't know, New Seychester's uh, small, but it is sort of central uh to all of the other places we could go so we were at least stopping over and either going to go back to irith or find a job and i guess the job found us so uh yeah that's that's what we've been up to oh cool cool yeah uh, any, any rat back home you were there visiting uh no um <laughs> That's no. I, I mean I didn't I didn't grow up on Beata Braron, so that's not really part oh, of Oh really? No, no way. Yeah. I totally would have thought yeah oh. you don't have an accent or anything, so I just would have thought uh <laughs> where'd you grow up? Uh I grew up on Irith, actually. Um my family are shipbuilders and I was Ooh. also working as a shipbuilder and then uh, became friends with Stominell. <laughs> we make a good pair because we, uh, our skills fit well with one another. We make up for each other in the areas where we lack. So I became a ship sailor instead of just a shipbuilder. 
Sounds like a good team. That's kind of like my team. We kind of like all make for up for each other's shortcomings. You know, it's it's a good that's that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've got a friend from Iris, uh, the uh, human fella. You met him last time. Yeah, he's he's from uh, somewhere over there, isn't he? <laughs> Fletcher. Yeah. No, he went to Denivria. <laughs> oh. Shit. I thought he was from there. <laughs> no, I think this crew might be the only people you know from Irith. But... Oh. Okay. Never mind then. Irith is I don't the, um, like, a, you know, large island slash small continent that's mostly just one city of sailor types. It's seen by a lot of Ooh. outsiders as, like, kind of a lawless piratical type situation gotcha mm -hmm. in that case i do what everyone does when they i've heard about a place mm -hmm. i just say like oh that's like the place that's like one city and also that like big continent place yes lots of pirates there ah uh, i'm i don't know if pirate is the right term at least not for everyone but uh, Captain Lashield and her father and their crews have always sort of uh, done a variety of jobs. So I guess they're sailors of fortune, not uh, tied to any particular interest or organization. But uh, we're not pirates. We don't go around attacking and stealing and things like that. Oh, yeah, no, sure, yeah, no, I, I, obviously, you know, I was just talking about, like, Irith in general, like, not everybody from, you know, yeah, obviously, you guys are, like, uh, people who uh, get hired to drive people around the volcanoes and stuff, right? Like, that's, that's mm -hmm. cool. Have you ever been to this volcano before? I have not. Uh, we haven't sailed to the northern part of uh, Arda yet, so... Cool. Well, I mean, new experience. That's what we do. We're kind of like adventurers. So we like go new places and like look at it and stuff. Um, like to like meet new people and like fight new kinds of monsters and, um, you know, try and, uh, you know, uh, see if we can learn anything about the loss, you know, kind of, oh. uh, you know, those kinds of things, you know. Just, just, just kind of all, all kinds of adventure kind of stuff. And you've done a lot of that so far. Uh yeah, all, all three of those things. We met like a whole bunch of different kinds of people all over, and then like also we like fought a bunch of like really terrible monsters. We almost died to these flowers one time, oh. actually several times, but recently um yep they like uh drain your blood and your will to live kind of it was it was pretty bad oh yeah yeah it was i had to i had to save everybody with uh some uh some magic that i that i had acquired out in you know arda but uh it was fine it was not a big deal or anything like that but yeah we did almost die so it's oh. pretty intense magic you acquired in arda yeah you oh you know like thunderstones you oh, know, they're kind of like yeah. those, but like a local variety, you oh, know, just like okay. scared them off. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was, it was cool. And the uh, loss, you said that was the third thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, we're just trying to see if there's any, um, 
you know, um, how the church like tried to reach out to like people who followed other gods, like, you know, back when the loss happened the first time. Well, presumably there were people who um, worshipped Obadiah and Alana here. And so, you know, just trying to see if we can connect with any of them and uh, see if they know anything, you know, that kind of thing. Just, you know, sharing notes kind of stuff. Um, maybe it was their fault, you know, just, you, you never know. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of exploring, looking for information about that kind of stuff. Oh, we found some stuff, but I can't talk about it. It's secret. Oh. And during that awkward pause, your uh, bag of holding, I had told you it, um, Thornborough let you know that it would vibrate like how a phone vibrates when something is being sent to you. Um, so during the awkward pause in that conversation with Vinalda, your bag vibrates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, I actually have to go. I just thought of something that I need to talk to k about talk later uh i'm sure we will all right i'll be around bye Bye. (laughs) i'm gonna like turn and like walk over to where k is (laughs) and then like she's so like walk up to her and like like lean up against k and like like pull out the bag and like try to like shield the bag with my back and Kay's back mm-hmm. so that like Kay can see and then try and open it up. Okay. Uh, so you, you've opened the bag. It, it opens. Are Stick you your hand in there. Oh, what if it like bites me? <laughs> it doesn't have bites teeth. Me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kay just like grab like reaches in and grabs whatever's in it. Okay. Um... It, like, lean in the back and like, like holds it out for you. <laughs> So, Kay, um, you're all familiar with the idea that, like, if you reach into a bag of holding with, like, something in mind that was in the bag, that's what you will grab and pull out. So, like, you know, if you had your tent in the bag of holding and you were like, tent, as you stuck your hand in, your tent is what you would pull out. But if you just stick your hand in with no intention into a normal bag of holding, you would get nothing. Uh, In this case, without thinking of anything, um, because the bag vibrated, you reach in and grab onto a piece of parchment and pull it out. Hey, look at it. It's a note from our secret admirers. He like opens it. What was that? <laughs> yeah, what was that? A dog wagging his tail. He wants food. <laughs> so he's like, under. that's why my desk moved the other, like a little bit ago too, because he like literally pushed my desk up to get onto my lap to tell me that he wants food. <laughs> Sorry. That's amazing. It was just like a weird time. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you pull out this piece of parchment, and yeah, it is. it does have writing on one side. It's not like a full piece of parchment, it's just, you know, a little scrap. Um, and it says, uh, hope you enjoy your time on the water. If you happen to see any rock snails or red coral, I'd be interested in those to help with your balance. 15 gold per pound of coral and 5 gold per snail. Happy fishing, Thornborough. Seems fishy, but okay. Nah. I don't know, like, I feel like Nadia could do a good job. I mean, I'm wearing, gonna see me snails from up here. Yeah, I don't actually know what the, <clears throat> I don't actually know what those look like. Oh, snails? They're like, 
They're like a I, long, no, wormy thing with two little like <laughs> stalks on it, the, and then they have like a little shell on the back. Sometimes they're pretty. That's on I me. That's on me. That that like lives like really deep in the ocean or something, and like can create these like plates of metal on it, which is super cool. That sounds made up. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I guess I don't remember what book I read. It could have been a fantasy book. Yeah, yeah. So we can agree those don't exist. But I I do actually know what a snail is, Kay. I just um, don't oh, know I, what a rock snail is. I don't know how to tell that from a regular snail. Cause oh, all yeah, that's, that's a good I mean, I just assumed it was a snail that lived on a rock. Maybe it's one that has plates of rock all over it, like your made-up snail. Do you think we should write back for clarification? Yeah, maybe like write him back and be like, draw us a picture of yeah. what a rock snail looks like. Yeah. Or do you think? Wait, I bet people on the boat would know what a rock snail. Talk, go, go hit up that cute dwarf you were just talking to and ask her what a rock snail is. I bet she's seen ton of them. Then. You could ask your druid who lives in the water. <laughs> <laughs> <Right, sir. laughs> where are you? <laughs> that doesn't sound like an idea that Kay and Cedric would have come up with. <laughs> Or ask the cute dwarf. Either way, <laughs> we're trying to set Cedric up. Get with, the, get with the program. Uh. <laughs> Kay does not think to ask Nadia about this unless Cedric does. <laughs> Kay is too excited about trying to get you to talk to the cute dwarf again. <laughs> She's still right there. Who, Vinaldo? Mm -hmm. uh, you turn around and she is not on the deck anymore that you can see. Damn it. Hey, Nadia, have you seen Vidalda? <laughs> uh, <laughs> have I seen Vinalda? I have not been watching Vinalda. Oh, we need um, to ask her about some snails. Were you, you were on the deck? I would assume I was on the deck. Okay, um, I mean, you, you got all of the names as you were um, boarding yeah. and whatever. So, yeah, you saw her, like, after she talked to Cedric, she went, like, through a door down into the below decks. Okay, she, I mean, she went that way, pointing at a door. We're gonna ask her about some snails. Snails? Yeah. I'm assuming you're walking. Um, Cedric, as you head towards the door, um, you pass by Claude at the helm, uh, and he sort of, like, leans over while he's holding the wheel and is like, uh, I think Vinalda actually may have gone to rest, uh, so she will be, uh, staying up and taking the night shift, so I'm not sure if she will be available to speak with you, but that is I totally do know fine. That that's where she went. We could talk to you instead. That uh, is not a problem at all. Sure. Is it okay to talk to you while you're driving? Yes, I can do two things at once. <laughs> okay, we wanted to talk to you. Do you know what a rock snail looks like? Does he know what a rock snail looks like? Now let's... that Cedric has said this where I can hear it, let's find do out. I know what a rock snail is? No, 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 nature check. I, I just had this image that Kay and Cedric ask every, literally right. everyone else before they get to Nadia. <laughs> Hey, look at that, we're rolling dice tonight. Amazing. Uh-oh. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> That's a net one. Oh, God. <laughs> you um... are certain you know what a rock snail looks like. <laughs> Eight limbs. <laughs> 
so Claude um, sort of like thinks for a moment and he's like, um, that sounds familiar. Um, where do I? He sort of like looks off into the distance and keeps thinking for a moment and is like, I feel like Cedric and Kay make really awkward eye contact. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, why are you asking? What do you, why do you need to know? I feel like that might help me put my finger on where I remember that from. Uh, we heard they were valuable. Oh, valuable. Yes. Uh, Rock snails, marine rock snails, uh, can be used to make a purple dye. That's and Ooh. it takes a lot of snails to make the dye, as I understand it. So I guess each individual snail could be worth quite a bit. Okay. Uh, so do you know what they look like? I would imagine they are a kind of snail. Uh, beyond that, I don't really know. But they're probably purple. Now we know they're Maybe. probably purple. Maybe. I'm not sure if the snail is purple or how that works exactly, but uh, yes. I mean, obviously they're purple. I mean, how would you make a purple dye out of something that would be purple? <laughs> obviously. Uh, it sounds like it makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. Happy to be of help. Thank you. They are marine. Which, um, okay, do you know what marine means? Yeah, it means they live under the ocean. We should have talked to Nadia about that. That would have made way more sense. <gasps> do you think they have rock snails in the water plane? I don't know. They don't have rocks, right? Because it's all water. No ground, no above water, right? Yeah. All water, so... I mean, there's not stuff in the water? I don't know. I don't think so. Be hmm. weird if there was a bottom to the elemental plane. Maybe there is. I don't know. Isn't there a bottom to our plane? No. I mean, like, basically, you go down in the material plane, you dig down, you get to lava, if you go through the lava, then you pop out the other side of the planet, you fall into space. <laughs> you fall into space. Huh. I just assumed that we had a bottom somewhere. <laughs> I guess I just assumed, because, like, some of the fishermen, they'll, like, drop their, their nets. And their nets like drag against the bottom of the ocean. Oh so yeah, just... there's a bottom to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a bottom to the ocean. That's not the bottom of our plane. No, because you could like dig into it. Oh. Yeah. So like you know how I live underground. That's like mm -hmm. there's like the ground, which is kind of like the bottom of the. So air. you can live under underwater underground, or underground underwater. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Huh>. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you've never you've never really lived plane. until you've seen a dwarven mermaid. Ooh. <laughs> they live in underground, underwater, underground. Those whatever you just said. Underwater, they live there. underground, underwater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no eyes, totally white. Um, kind of like you can see their organs. I Very, feel like this we're is horrifying. Very upset. <laughs> Losing intelligence points. Next stat block is a <laughs> troglodytic dwarven mermaid. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Duragar. <laughs> well, I mean, it's as good as a 
I guess it's as good as anything. I mean, she has lived in the water around here at least for a little bit. So, yeah, she definitely knows. We're stupid for not having asked her. Nadia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know rock snails, right? Are they purple? Are they purple? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, rock snails. You don't know about rock snails? They're purple snails that live underwater in the ocean. Well, we we think they're purple. We're confirming because we assume that because they live in the water and you live in the water that you know what rock snails are. Rock snails. I love this complete reversal of like Cedric and Kay are idiots for not asking to, to yeah. Cedric and Kay are idiots because they're assuming Nadia knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, maybe they look like purple rocks or... Maybe maybe we'll just write them back a letter. I mean, I feel like red coral is coral as red. So we could get, we could get it. So let me just write them back to make sure like... Do I know what red picture. coral is? I'm going to roll for red coral now. Okay. I feel like Kay is confident that they could figure out where red coral is. I feel like, like these dice are going to bite me. <laughs> nothing has made me feel more like playing Stardew Valley during D&D than right? being like, you gotta go get some red coral. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a 17 on red coral. Yeah. Um, so you know that uh, coral... Um, Yes, you know that you can find coral in coral reefs. Um, I was about to go further, but that would involve ringing the science bell, I think. Um, so perhaps what we'll do... Wait till we find it. Is, uh, yeah, we could wait until we find it, or we could at least go on our break and then have the science chat when we get back. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, how's that sound? Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, okay. Kay is, Kay is going to scribble on a piece of parchment asking for clarification about what the rock snail looks like. Okay. And send it back. <laughs> Okay, um, so how are you sending it back? Uh, I mean, she's gonna like she's gonna write a note. She's gonna put, please attach a picture of a drawing of a snail here, and draws a little box and draws an arrow towards the box and like folds it up and like shoves it back. And she's like, "What's the password again?" My notes, which I will go refer to right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have my I don't have my notes here. <laughs> Cheryl, I I have it written down in my notes. <laughs> I wasn't there. So <laughs> this is not my, <laughs> my fault. And did we do that? Really shakes the bag and he's like, vibrate. <laughs> go, go, bag. Allons-y. I'm really trying to figure <laughs> Engage. out whether I should ask you a question before you do this. I did <laughs> not write it down. Uh, intelligence check, Cedric. Right. <laughs> only I mean, I guess I could try to. No, Nadia was there with them. Oh, I never could mind. Try so only I was there. Yeah, well. Go for it. Just Roll with the real dice. Mm. <laughs> See if I get a dice. positive number. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you get? Fifteen. I, Fifteen. I rolled an eleven, which means nine. Nine. Okay. Um. So Nadia, you, uh, your wisdom score is a what? My, was this intelligence or wisdom? No, no. I'm just asking what your wisdom score is. Yeah. No, my wisdom is twelve. Okay. Um. So between... I know what you're about to ask. 
Yes. Because yeah. I know that they put something in that bag last time. I'm not sure Nadia would put that together. I guess That's what I was going to say talking. is like between you and Cedric both have fairly high wisdom scores. So I think you would both be like, we should take all of our belongings out of the bag. There was a lengthy conversation about not putting anything in there because we didn't trust them. Yeah. So you should take so, all yeah, of I your think, belongings I think out. I would still be like, ah, ah. is there anything in there that doesn't go? Oh yeah, um, like everything. Yeah, kind of like it all of in there, stuff. Cedric. Why? Um. Well, Fletcher said to do it. He said it was like safe because of what. Um... Yeah, it's less less heavy that okay. way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And Cedric, the the word to make something go is make a trade. Make a trade. Make a trade. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's go. I'm gonna go just like dump everything in my bag into my hammock. <laughs> <laughs> and then put the case note in the bag and let's say make a trade. Okay. You do that. Um, and we will go on break. And when we come back from break, um, we will find out what the note, what happens with the note and maybe talk some science. Okie dokie. All right. Eee. We'll be back in a few. Thanks everybody who's been hanging out and watching. We'll see you soon. Bye. And we're back. Hello. 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 Are we actually back? Did it do the thing? There it is. Okay, good. I the stream's a little behind us, but anyway. Um, hi, we're back. Uh, yeah. So you send the note um, through the bag, and you wait a few minutes. Are you doing anything while you're waiting for a return note? Any round awkwardly. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did I? Because I actually rolled yes. decently on the red coral. So what do I know? What what can I be telling them about the red coral? Yes. Um, so the red coral, like you can find it in coral reefs, obviously. And so what's special about the red coral is that the actual like skeleton of the coral is red. Um, so here's the beginning of our fun science um, is ding. ding. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the ding. We're going to kind of like in and out of game-ish here to talk about both the coral and the snails. But um, yeah, so uh, corals are sort of clonal animals that, you know, they're very, very tiny, each individual polyp, and they grow in this big colony that becomes either the hard or soft coral that you're familiar with seeing in a coral reef. And they build these little calcium skeletons around themselves right and that's especially how you get like hard corals is this stiff sort of like apartment building structure that the polyps make for themselves Mm -hmm. to live in right so most of the time what that is made of just winds up being white Um, and the reason that corals are colored is usually not because the apartment building structure is colored but because the polyps invite in uh, special algae called zooxanthellae <laughs> um, that uh, sort of work in, in a symbiotic relationship with the coral polyps um, to provide nutrients to one another, but the zooxanthellae also wind up making the coral look a color. And so that's what's happening in coral bleaching is you're seeing just the white calcium, calcium carbonate, whatever, um, apartment building structure that the polyps built without the zooxanthellae algae inside because the polyps will expel the algae when they get super stressed because of things like ocean acidification or ocean water warming or whatever. However, there are a few varieties of corals where the apartment building structure that they build uh, is a color, and red coral is one of those. 
So instead of being a white calcium carbonate skeleton, skeletal structure, um, it's red. And red uh, coral has been called precious coral before, and it's treated like a gemstone. Um, so like people will take red coral once the polyps are dead inside um, and slice it up into cabochons or make it into beads and things like that. So it's a very popular... Um, it's very popular for jewelry. Yes, it's a very popular component for jewelry and has been for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. So Nadia yeah. might not know the jewelry part, but you know that there is no. coral that is red even when it's dead. Yeah. I, I assume that there is at least one listener out there who also listens to the Adventure Zone who just went, oh, because a lot of the stuff about their character who is made out of coral just made sense all of a sudden. They have a character <clears throat> made out of coral? His name is yeah. Zuxanthile. He's a Brynar very cool. They did. They did. Uh, they did the what is it? Quiet ear. Oh yeah. The world building thing mm -hmm. uh, to build the world, and so they each got to sort of like they got to sort of organically build up the world. And one of the things they came up with was basically these almost sort of like golem bodies that they could then put the spirits. There was this whole like civilization that got killed off, and the spirits were all like left. And so, like, they were putting them into these bodies, but they called them Brynar. Oh, that's very cool. I don't remember what the wordplay was there, but... but uh, because the, the disembodied spirits were the Einar. That's right. So they were the Einar spirits put into a salt water body, yeah. so they're the Brynar, yeah. yeah they've, been, um, they've been having yeah. a very good time doing terrible nautical puns. <laughs> but yeah, Zuxanthal is his name, and then there's also these mysterious... He's, his body is made out of a living coral, mm -hmm. and then there are these mysterious white coral people that we don't know anything about. But mm -hmm. perhaps what you just said would make all of that make mm -hmm. a little bit more sense mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. listeners out well, there. Well, because we I'm saw so some coral get leached at some point in that. Oh yeah, they uh, they just put out their they do a sort of behind the scenes thing every once in a while, and they just put out one of those, and they talked about. I think it was clint the dad was like super into like marine biology stuff and so really went nuts researching it's it's nice. great yay yeah. yeah yeah it's always fun to see another dd podcast get into yeah that's really funny i hadn't science. even thought about it yeah. i just made the assumption that like oh yeah you've got like bleached coral brinar that makes perfect sense for like something bad has happened to them and i just realized that maybe everyone doesn't <laughs> yeah that's cool though talking about peter hey. obviously yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and there are other varieties of corals that also don't have white calcium carbonate apartment building skeletons. There are some that are green or like a bluish purple, but the red is... We have the, black coral here. There you go. It's now illegal to... So in the Galapagos, they used to sell it all the time. Mm. And then I forget when it was outlawed, but it was outlawed fairly recently. And like the government, the Ecuadorian government would go in and like check... And if you were selling black coral, you got like immediately shut down because it's now super endangered here because everyone was using it for jewelry, that and the red coral. Yeah. Um, and so like, because of like how these things are made by the animals, like they're sort of a, a matte color, but you can polish it and make it shiny. And so, yeah, it's this very vibrant red color that a lot of people really like. So that's the story um, behind the coral. And as far as the snail, um, after a few minutes, your bag vibrates again. Um, and the note that you put in, Kay, with the, like, box for the drawing <laughs> is there. Um, and in, in the box, there's written, 
I'm not much of an artist, uh, but I know that they are, uh, the shells are sort of club-shaped with lots of spines on them. Well, that works. That's at least a descriptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds weird. If I Ooh. look at that picture, does it jog my memory? Uh, you mean at that description? Or the description? Yeah, there is no picture. <laughs> yeah, he didn't draw anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you've seen snails with a variety of shell shapes, but I think you got a one on the... <laughs> I got a snail, one. So, yeah. yeah, you're not like that's super a, that's sure. a hard no. Yeah. Can we take it back to to the cat uh, to the? Well, it's not the captain. Yeah, the I don't know. Claude is the navigator. Thing? Yeah, the navigator. Yeah. Um, we like go up to him and be like, "Hey, so we have a description. Have you seen snails that fit this description?" He sort of reads it and is like, "Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you can find the." Uh, shells washed up on beaches. I think these live in like more shallow waters. I don't spend okay. a whole lot of time in the water, but I have seen <laughs> shells that would match that description before. Yes. Okay. Well, that gives us something to go on. Maybe we'll find them when like we dock or I guess not like <laughs> drop the anchor, whatever boat people do, I guess. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I'm paying as a passenger and I'm not helping in the running of the ship. Mm -hmm. uh, well, are you... Uh, I guess I'm not entirely sure what your plan is. You said you wanted to go to the volcano, and so I'm just sort of navigating us there around the western yeah. coast of the continent. But did you want to stop anywhere? Because uh, I don't know... I know there are sort of shallow waters here around the, you know, the southwestern corner of the continent and around the islands. Um, there are some coral reefs and things like that, but I'm not sure if there's uh, the kind of habitat that these snails might need farther north. So I wasn't sure if you oh. were wanting us to stop along the way or if we were just going straight to the volcano. Uh, this uh... is day one, so you're free to, you know, make up your plans. I just... Uh, I wanted to make sure that I was doing well, what I, you wanted. I guess if there's a place nearby, I mean, Nadia, you could like swim and just like look around. It wouldn't take that long, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I was actually going to ask, what is, what are the various speeds of the ship basically like, because we're probably not going to get like full clip. Uh, just basically how, um, how fast is the ship going to be going at the various points in this because basically, can I outfly the ship? I'm assuming not once it gets up to full speed. Probably not. I don't know. A person yeah. who's been on a tall ship before. <laughs> uh, depends how much wind there is. Yeah. I mean, some of the big ones can get up to like 40 knots. I don't know how fast Nadia flies. But I don't, like, I don't know. Are wind conditions yeah, particularly good? Is 40. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little breezy because it is still raining. Um, You see, like, it's all dark clouds everywhere. This isn't not nearly as pretty as the first time you were out on the ship, the view. Um, but this is not a huge ship. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's going fast-ish. I don't think, I when, don't think it so would outpace I, you, Nadia. So yeah. Hmm? Yeah, like that was, so on the tall ship that I was on, it was like a, uh, it was a bark. So it's the one that has like all this possible sails. Mm -hmm. And its top speed was 40 knots but we usually went like 
10 to 20 yeah. on a normal day. <laughs> this is quite a bit smaller than that. It doesn't have that many masts or sails. So The schooners are faster. That's why they made the schooners oh, really? is the trade because um, the, they were smaller and lighter. So that like there is a big, I did a whole project on schooners once. <laughs> um, so there was a big push because they could be essentially like mass produced pretty quickly. And even though they could hold less cargo, they could make the trips faster. So they tend that tended to be most of the, the trading ships with the schooners. Nice. What I'm hearing is that canonically Nadia can fly 40 knots. I don't know about that. I mean, we can do the conversion. <laughs> fly 40, yeah, I was trying to find a quick conversion. Yeah. Ooh. What's your fly speed? 40. So 40 feet. Eight per, per six seconds. Six seconds. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's 6.66 feet per second times 60 times 60, 24,000 feet per hour divided by 5,280 feet in a mile, 4.54 repeating miles per hour. I have so, one is knot that... is 1.69 feet per second one 1.69 feet per second is one knot oh yeah i don't i can't remember what off the top of my head the conversion is between knots and miles <clears throat> i know a knot is slightly further than a mile uh one knot is 1.15 miles per hour 1. 1.15 but how much did Nadia. you say Nadia's was feet per second? Feet per second? Yeah, because I have a there's a it conversion. Four, to... it, four, four point something. Okay, four so that change. means you're flying like two I, and a I half, think it's a... three knots. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, my my math is three point nine knots. So yeah. yeah. But there you go. So yes, the ship could outpace you if you didn't if we were like, under, like, tell them to stop full speed. <laughs> Um, I mean, even, you know, it's going more than one knot just by itself right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah we would basically have to stop in order mm. to... Let's do it. Just Let's just see how many there... Maybe there's, like, thousands of them down there. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We don't know until we look. Mm -hmm. Claude. Mm hmm Hit the brakes. Hit the... Oh, uh, you Well, where like are to we? <laughs> <laughs> you just yeah, like, we are we, like <laughs> we're not to that spot yet like the river itself is quite large like yeah how far down the up the coast are we um yeah, let's so find like, a good spot yeah you've been on the ship for a little while now so i would say that you've probably like gotten across like the river mouth mostly um you're a little okay. farther out to sea this time than you were the first time because like the first time you were trying to get to the opposite bank of the river mm -hmm. and this time you want to go around so um the continent is kind of there's like a little if uh uh yeah if myth um that sticks it's out an if myth um it's only an if myth if it's in spain oh okay yeah. <laughs> um there's a little there's a little isthmus <laughs> that on the southwestern corner so like there's like the end of the river mouth and mm. then there's like a bit of land beyond that so you had sort of been parked at like you know the mm -hmm. edge of this um so you're you're starting to sort of follow that isthmus along and it is kind of covered in uh some of the same jungle vegetation as like the the you know 
major area of the Hnapubsuv where you met Nadia. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of... Um, because the isthmus is rather narrow, like it's sparser rainforest, and eventually, like as the isthmus narrows out quite a bit, it just becomes sort of like a rocky-ish, sandy shore. Like there's not as much vegetation on it. Um, but you're not to the tip of it yet. Um, so okay, yeah. Well, uh, hmm? I feel like recommend a spot to us, and we'll go kind of poke around. Oh, for the snails. Yes, yes. snail spot. All right. Um, let me. Hmm. He sort of like looks out, and he's like, "I think, uh, give me another hour, and I think we might be in a good spot. Is that all right?" Yeah, sounds okay. good. Um. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "In the meantime, uh, I will let the captain know so that she can give orders for uh, weighing anchor and stuff." Sounds is, good. Is there anything you'd like to do while you're waiting to get to a good spot? I feel like we should make a plan. Mm -hmm. Nadia, there's like one. I think you should just leave it alone. But if there's like 20. Yeah. We should grab like half of them? Yeah, that seems fair. Going to depend on what I can find, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying like we shouldn't like take all of them. Do they want like... Okay, because he said, like, the shells wash up. So, like, if we get just the shells, is that going to work? Or does it need to be, like, the whole snail? What did the oh. note say? It just said snails. Should we respond? Send another note. <laughs> you guys are going to regret this. <laughs> I feel, see, I feel like they're going to want the whole snail. Because remember with the birds? We brought them, oh, like, yeah, half bird. Sure. And they were like, oh, we don't want this. It's not worth <laughs> as much money. So they definitely want the whole snail, right? That seems fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How about red coral? Nadia, you know what they mean by red coral? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Do I remember seeing any? Like, is there, do I know anything about where they, where I would find it? I mean, they grow in amongst other corals and coral Other leaves, corals, so, yeah. yeah. Isn't that bracelet the mermaid, that the mermaid gave us, isn't that made out of red coral? Hmm? Is it? I don't know. Remember that bracelet the mermaid gave us, like on the very. That was first a episode really long time ago. I don't remember what oh, it was made out of. Pretty sure it's red coral. <laughs> Who has that? I do. No, do? we get, we gave it back to her. Yeah, we you learned. didn't take it. Oh, uh, okay, take yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Right, we suck. Hey, we're good people. <laughs> I whatever. This is why I'm behind on giving them money. Um. <laughs> you find a pile of money with a note that says free for anyone who wants it i like how natalie showed behind and giving us money but we also have a giant debt to pay off I, mm -hmm. <laughs> this seems unfair that was intentional the the being behind on giving you money was caused by you not taking things <laughs> we tend to do that a lot don't we mm -hmm. the only th i think the only time we've taken something so far has been like the javelin that we found like buried in the desert that's because it wasn't attached to anyone <laughs> Anyone alive. Yeah, like this is something. Amazing. Uh, yeah, so what's your plan? Uh, Not all, yes. Send Nadia out to look for some coral and some snails. Yeah, basically, like, if I know... If I know what to look for as far as, like, where the coral would be, then I could make that... I could try to figure out where that would be, too. Okay. And um, she could, like... She could scout ahead, so she could be, like... 
we could like send her out and be like, oh, there are snails here. And then like, maybe we could all go out in a little rowboat and try our best, but not go out and waste time in the rowboat if there's nothing out there. Yeah. Take the bag Sounds of holding good. and just stuff stuff into it as you go. You don't have that to say the code. You don't well have to say me. the magic word. Yeah, but you could just you yeah. know use it as a your bag. It Plus, it's magical, so I don't think the salt water is going to bother it that much. Mm-mm. Yeah, salt water's hell in my backpack. I just pictured her swimming along with the bag open, like catching <laughs> salt water. <laughs> That's weird. I was having the same. <laughs> Can we send that back? Snails. The snails were in the water. water. <laughs> Nadia has already figured out that this is gonna be the annoy annoy them to death bag. Yeah. Um, that oh is one thousand percent the plan. Oh, yeah, that's why we have a method in the party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's that dumb enough that she can just play dumb convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after a little bit of time, um, the ship sort of like the Claude has steered it, and and they've um, moved the uh, the sails in such a way that it slows down, and they lower an anchor. And he's like, so off, and he's pointing um, to the left, to the south, uh, off in that direction. As far as I'm aware, there are some reefs. Uh, We're stopped here because the water here is deep enough for the ship to be safe and not run onto the corals. Um, But please don't take too awfully long because the tide will move and we may not be in such an awesome position for long. What's our time limit? Um, uh, I mean before sunset, but like, you know, it's also your trip. So, you know, uh, as long as you no. want, but like before sunset would be good. Yeah, no, that's totally okay. Cool. Yeah. Nadia, you go fly out there and you go scout and let us know if there's any snails. That I way, like, go. I'm gonna start with the shallows for the snails mm-hmm. because yeah, I have it... concerns about the deeper water. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe we should like go out there in a boat. So we could be like back up in case Nadia runs into like a shark or something. Although she can so fly. She can so fly, fly and swim. So So I'm gonna try the snails first. Cause I think that will be easier and safer. And I would I will I will go look out over the water, over the corals, and take a look and see if it looks okay. Because there's big stuff out here. There's a reason I didn't hang out in the open ocean for 100 (laughs) years, okay? Just like, yeah, there's some stuff out here, so, like, that's a concern. Let me go try the other thing first, okay? Uh, Just to be clear, um, the corals are still in shallow-ish water. They're not in, like, super-duper deep water. But it's, like, open water as opposed to beach. Right, yeah. 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 Okay. To so be fair, we still got attacked by lizard people in the shallow, beachy water, so. Eh, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go sort of fly out over, I'll take the bag of holding and sort of fly out over and see what I see. Okay, um, make me a perception check. Seventeen? Uh, yeah, so you 
fly out over the shallow water and you sort of like fly like kind of up and down to get different vantage points and you do see some creatures in the water that look like snails of some kind okay uh i would like to try to fly down and grab a grab grab at least one okay to make sure there's no trick to this okay um you grab the like grab by the shell i assume yeah. Yeah, so it's got some, like, long spines coming off of it, and you, like, pull it up off of the sandy bottom, and the snail sort of, like, retracts into its shell. But, I mean, it has snail. So. Okay. How big are they? Is it sort of... They are... Wait, where's the size? Where's the size? Ah, please hold. <laughs> Does it say how big it is? It doesn't say. Oh no, hold on. Uh oh, there we go. Okay. Um some of them are Oh yeah, okay. Um so they're rather large. Um no, I guess large-ish. Yeah. Um so some of the biggest ones of this kind might be 200 millimeters is 20 centimeters, right? Is that right? Math? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know why you would list something in millimeters. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, four to, four to ten centimeters it says here. Yeah. So yeah, okay. they're, you know, it's kind of a decently handful. sized. Yeah. All right. Then I guess, uh, and there's like a lot just around. Uh, you see a few as you fly, yeah. Okay. Then I guess I'll... I guess I'll fly back with, like, the one and just sort of, like, there's, like, there's some around. Do you guys want to try throwing out to it? Or should I just, like, I'll cover more ground? I don't know. I mean, yeah, if you, I mean, if you don't, if you think you'll be, if we won't be helpful. How much did they say we were getting for each thing? Uh, I think five gold for uh, the Yes, the note says snail? five gold per snail. And I, the coral I should write like... them and demand that we get ten gold per snail because we have to stop the boat. Yeah, we're paying the boat to be here while we're harvesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like there's overhead costs to any, in, you know. So, uh, Kay like, takes the note and she's like, we have found some snails. But because this is delaying our voyage and we are paying for the boat's time, oh God, you're we would request ten gold per snail. She puts in the bag and sends it back. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> the worst that happens is they say no, right? Sure, that's the worst that happens if we piss them off. I think the worst that happens is they like um, train your brother for murder again. Hmm. Well, too late. I already sent it. <laughs> or one of your other siblings. Too late. I already sent it. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Me too. I, just, I mean, it, it wasn't rude. While you're like... arguing and waiting, I'm going back out. To, okay. <laughs> with something other than the bag of holding and okay. grabbing some more. Oh, okay. Um, how many are you going to collect total? Um, I definitely don't want to do like two many based on like how many are around mm-hmm. and i'm definitely gonna be looking for like the bigger ones and then 
Actually, no. If it's a flat fee, <laughs> not the biggest ones. Not the biggest ones. I don't mm. think Naughty would have this thought. Anyway, Naughty is going to try not to just like <laughs> scoop all of them. Okay. But do some. So basically, however long it takes for that, like, for K to yell that they got a note back. Okay. Um, or until like the bag I have fills up. Yeah. So like what like what percentage of the ones you see of this kind are you going to take? You think like mm. quarter, a half, two, seventy five percent, maybe like a quarter at least to start with. A quarter. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kill all the snails. It's fine. Any more snails in the sea? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's also because, like, I don't have the bag of holding right now, so. Mm -hmm. um, so Like, I can go back to those spots. Yeah. So if you take approximately, a, you said, a quarter of what you can see uh, after mm -hmm. flying around quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, you wind up with, like, 12 snails if you cover a pretty large distance. Like, there's a lot-ish. Okay. Yeah. Um, so in that time, by the time I get back, is there a response? Uh, there is not. Like, I can take the bag of holding out and get more, but... Or I guess I can just keep doing it in batches. Much longer till sunset. Um, well, I was told last time that 11 is the morning, so it's probably mid-afternoon, late mid-afternoon at this point. So you're getting closer okay. to sunset. Oh, let's do let's do one more round, right? Because then if you yeah, I'll do another pass and grab sort of the same amount. Okay, so you're winding up with approximately twenty four snails. Yeah, kill them all. Who cares? <laughs> I assume that's Kay talking and not Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we're actually harvesting the snails, we talked about the coral, but we didn't actually talk about the snails yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Snails. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, these snails are rock snails, as previously mentioned, um, in the, the Murex group, um, or the family Muricidae. Muricidae. Um, and they are used to make a dye that's variously known as imperial dye or royal purple or Phoenician purple or Phoenician red. And uh, there are several species within this group that are good for making the dye, but they're not all like in the same genus or whatever. So it's there's a, f a few in this family that do this um, because, you know, taxonomy is weird. Um, <laughs> And uh, the pigment is made from a secretion from um, one of the glands in the snail. Um, so these are predatory snails. And this mucus, this secretion, is like a defense that they have. And so you can, you can take the mucus and turn it into this dye either by, and this I assume was kind of the more common method, by crushing all of the snails and making a dye. Um, or I found out while I was reading about this, you could milk them. So like you could leave the snails alive and like farm them and milk them to get this secretion, which is like a more sustainable way of making this dye, but also like takes a lot more equipment and patience. Yeah, you have to and keep effort. snails yeah. alive. Yeah, right? so probably <laughs> not done as often, but... Um, 
Where is and the... definitely not being done after we send them away in our bag of holding that instantly right, kills yeah. things. Um, yeah. So this quote says that um, 12,000 snails of Murex brandaris yield no more than 1.4 grams of pure dye. So not a lot of dye per a lot of snails, but they're relatively small and like it's just this one secretion. It's not the shell itself or anything like that. So um, kill all the snails. It's fine. So yes, I have to have a lot of snails to make this dye. Let, let's do some some math there you said 1.4 grams yeah of pure dye per, out of 12,000 snails 12,000 snails if you crushed them yeah <laughs> all right so that's wow that's a very tiny number mm -hmm. per snail times 24 <laughs> point zero zero two eight grams mm -hmm. of dye mm -hmm. is what we have just sent them back but but how how far does that dye go? Like, if you dilute that dye in water, could you, like, dye two whole garments yeah. with it? Um, the whole quote is, 12,000 snails of Murex brandaris yield no more than 1.4 grams of pure dye, enough to color only the trim of a single garment. So the whole concept of royalty wearing purple, this is why. Because uh -huh. literally, it's it's like wearing pure gold, only it's like wearing diamonds. It's mm -hmm. it's impossibly labor intensive, time intensive, resource intensive to make purple fabric in antiquity because I think this was one of the only sources of mm -hmm. yeah. of purple dye. Yeah. Was... Like there were certain colors that just didn't exist. In fact, even today, even like synthetic dyes are still there are certain colors that are difficult to make. And while I don't think purple is as bad, there's a handful of colors that like you just don't see as much in certain types of fabric because a dye that will actually stay fast to the fabric for any amount of time is just doesn't really exist. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the bizarre things about like dyes is that we because we have such a ready access to all kinds of different dyes now it's very easy to not think of them as being like a chemical right it's like you buy food coloring it's just mm -hmm. it's just red liquid right it's just red red dye for red me. yeah exactly you know but it's like no like the there is a different chemical in your red food coloring making it red than is in your green food coloring making it green and then that's a different food coloring you know different chemical than is in your dyeing your clothes green or whatever and there's yeah kinds of different colors doing that mm. or chemicals paradise here. another one that you see it a lot now because there are there are only a hand like the the chemicals that can successfully and safely dye hair don't play well with certain colors so like if you see purple is another example actually because purple hair dyes usually fade very quickly and then fade to a lovely shade of green usually about the color that nancy's hair is currently <laughs> so you'll start off with a real cool purple and like a week later it's right yeah same i was gonna say my purple dyes usually go to pink if you lift them like it depends you, yeah if you bleach them they'll come out green but yeah mm -hmm. that's a lot of like color yeah, the, the bluer the yeah. bluer purples will will fade green that makes sense the blue mm -hmm. fades green yeah mm -hmm. when it's tricky with hair dyes because you want something that like isn't gonna stain or isn't gonna dye anything else right? right like you don't mm -hmm. you want something that's not going to stain your skin but is going to stain your hair yeah. mm -hmm. well and frequently it does stain your skin you just need to be careful about it and also the skin 
turns over faster than my stylist uses like alcohol wipes on my ears after she's Mm -hmm. done (laughs) yeah yeah or like uh mine will put vaseline on yes that too yeah Uh yeah so it like coats like they do that on like the base of my neck put vaseline because then there's a barrier between the dye and Mm -hmm. the skin yeah but yeah anytime that i've worked with like lots of paint or pigment and i am not wearing gloves inevitably like as i continuously wash my hands through the process i get to the point where like the skin is fairly fresh at this point i've scraped all the dead skin cells Mm -hmm. off and now my hands are that color until the skin turns over yep Um, so when I had originally been designing this fetch quest, I remembered that Nancy had told us at one point about like shells that were used to make dye in like one of the museum exhibits in Ecuador. Um, and I couldn't remember what those were. So I had found. It wasn't, it wasn't a shell. It was a berry. Oh, it was a berry. berry. Okay. Uh It's called Igulan. And it, you like smash the berry on your hand and it like, it just completely turns everything purple. It stains your hands Mm -hmm. purple. Um, so that was commonly used here. It's a native little plant. Um, but that dye does stay on fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Cause yeah, I guess a lot of the like berry pigments don't stick to fabric as well as like, yeah, there's, there was a decent amount of processing with it. I don't remember all of the different methods, but, um, there's also a, there's like a weird local clover. I don't know if it's related to clover or not. Like this is the problem. I learned everything from the locals. So I don't right. actually know like it's scientific berry. It's like, that's what they call clover. Um, but it, you can eat it and it's a little bit sour because there's citric acid in it. Mm-hmm. So I know that with a lot of the natural berry dyes, they would also use that little like clover that has citric acid in it, which would stabilize the pigment and help oh, cool. it oh. dye the fabric. That's neat. Yeah. Huh. So, I think that highlights well one of the things is like the the history of purple dyes that we learn is a European centric, mm-hmm. you know, purple dye. There are yeah. quite a few things in North America, like here in um, Western North Carolina, we have a lichen mm-hmm. called rock tripe. Mm-hmm. It's a very large um, kind of flaky, slow growing lichen um, that looks very similar to a stomach. Um, which uh, a a cut open stomach, which is why it's called rock tripe. It's edible. Um, yeah, and it's edible. It's <laughs> it's awful. Technically, um, but technically it's edible. edible. Yeah, technically. Um, it's yeah. got a weird a, like sandpaper surface, and when you try to eat it, it's like chewing on a rubber band. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of those survival foods, yes. right? Yeah. Where it's like I, it's like yeah, George Washington's troops ate it. You're like yeah, and no one has eaten it, you know, since then. <laughs> they in also large like quantities. eat their own yeah. shoes. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, like, mm, I tried some so that I could like say it, yeah. I've eaten it, but like it wasn't something I would right. choose to do again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if you if you soak it in ammonia for a really long time, you can get a really nice purple dye. And there's actually several like mm-hmm. fungus, fungal dyes or dyes that you can make with fungus that are that are purple. But I, I think a lot of them are restricted to North America, so like not something yeah. that the Europeans would have encountered historically. You you can get purple out of the cochineal insects too. So oh, yeah. oh really? Them, That's right. They're red, and then if you mix it like mix that with um, lemon juice, Blue. it turns orange. Oh. And then if you mix it with baking soda, it turns purple. Oh, so it's a, is it a, it's a pH thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh-huh. And so, that's just that's their, really cool. that's their hemolymph, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's technically the chemical carmine, which makes, yeah. which makes that color. But yeah, it's their, it's in their hemolymph. 
that's um, but that's one of the demonstrations you can come to Otavalo with me Cheryl but <gasps> if you come to Otavalo there's um like a it's a, it's a workshop um where like the indigenous people have maintained their dyeing practices um and natural fiber practices and that's one of the demonstrations that they do is they like take the bug off of the cactus and then they like squash it and show you the color and then they show you the color that it like dyes fabric in the end and then they mix it with um mix it with the lemon juice and you get this like kind of rusty orange color out of it and that was all said and done and then when they mix it with the the baking soda you get like a really kind of um like maroony purple out of it cool yeah Very it's really cool. pretty very cool yeah yeah so, i had like super vague <laughs> memories of like the the basically the valuable colors to the mm -hmm. american indigenous peoples were completely different than what yeah. we were taught that yeah was very Euro european centric european centric yeah. -centric, yeah. yeah yeah well and you can see the the name of the dye that i'm using for this particular situation um phoenician red or phoenician purple like this is something that like was an in antiquity kind of dealio that like this yeah. is a you know thing that very mediterranean mediterranean, mediterranean yeah yeah so um. i think i might have cochineal insects in my freezer and i think <laughs> i have all of the things necessary to do that <laughs> <laughs> Go get it right now. Do you have any baking soda? Do a demo? I do. <laughs> we'll do a demo. Okay. Um, I'll be right back. Let me go see if they actually, you talk about stuff, I guess. I you talk will about stuff, do. Did, did <laughs> no, we talk about- I find some shelves while I try and see if I have all the stuff in my freezer. Did we talk about what makes the red coral red? It, I, it, I looked it, it is, up. Yeah, it's carotenoids. So like the same thing that makes, you know, flamingos pink and mm -hmm. cardinals red and mm -hmm. tomatoes red and just like across the whole, you know, animal or plant life spectrum. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was so funny because I just for years and years, like I've made jewelry for a long time and mm -hmm. like all the bead stores carry red coral stuff and i just like had this moment of oh duh of course it's that stuff yeah i didn't think that yeah. it was that either when i was first making jewelry because i was like it looks so solid and it's so shiny and i had no idea that like, like oh, you can seen, polish coral seen, like yeah no yeah. i've seen pieces of it that are like large they still look like the coral oh. i just didn't make the connection yeah no like it's beautiful there's a lot of stores that'll sell it because like yeah obviously you'll like shape it into like small beads but mm -hmm. there are also some that like you know for an exorbitant fee you can buy like a chunk that is highly polished oh. yes yeah i think i had always assumed that like if you cut coral into little chunks that it would kind of look like bone cut into little chunks mm. where it's like you know porous in the center and stuff like that like that it would it would not look as like mineralized as it does you know yeah. that it, or the mineral mm -hmm. mineralish as it does i mean because i've seen pieces that like they've you know it's a little swiss cheese not a lot though mm. i think it depends on the species like all yeah. of them but build their little apartment complexes differently so yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i have yeah, a piece a that looks like a like a honeycomb almost and then i have another piece that's Ooh. just got like a lot of pinpricks in it yeah and she's back and muted sorry so my catching eel insects are not fresh so i don't know <laughs> how much i can like squish out of them. what we demand I, fresh i know um yeah, yeah so i think sorry I actually, podcast <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't think i'm not sure if it'll 
it'll work. I'm gonna try because like when try. I squash it, I just get this red powder. That's oh. super red. That looks like the stuff you'd buy in the store that would be red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it yeah. looks mm-hmm. for the our listeners out there, it looks like uh dark red. Red chalk. Dark, yeah, yeah. Red chalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So normally when you squish them, they like explode because they're like <laughs> goopy inside, but mm-hmm. I yeah. So I'm gonna try. I don't know if it's gonna work because Oh yeah, there we go. So if I like put the lemon juice on it, it turns oh. like this. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. And the bright sort of tangerine orange. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it looks I... very vibrant. It's, it's very. Vibrant. It looks like you've been like chopping some kind of orange vegetable. I don't know what it what <laughs> like it would a be. Carrot? But... Like, <laughs> yes, like a carrot. Yes. Yes. Some sort of like orange vegetable. When I mix the baking powder. Oh, that's so horrible. That looks like like blueberry blackberry juice. Yeah. It looks like you've been squishing blackberries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very like yeah oh that's yeah. cool thank you nancy yeah <laughs> oh that's very great cool. i love you've got like pieces of it that are different colors yeah too. So, yeah, like, yeah. some <laughs> is orange and one is purple that's cool. purple yeah. yeah nice so yeah it's just like literally lemon and some baking soda. Nice. soda i love it that's fantastic <laughs> That's incredible. So we can for, make for everybody ways. For yeah, everybody, for right. everybody listening to the podcast version, this is why you got to tune in for our live yeah. shows or the VODs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I still have some uh, chocolate. So here's here's I mean here's oh, here's yeah. some like, just the, the, insect the, that was red. Yeah, red. so tiny. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's yeah. it's a piece of crushed up insect. <laughs> anyway, so uh, cool. Yeah, apparently the pigment is still stable after being in my refrigerator or my freezer for two years. Good so. to know. <laughs> you've got a very cool you've moved in that time i have <laughs> that is a good point cindy <laughs> yeah, like, wait, I moved it was we don't need to discuss some of the things i just finally threw out that uh, moved with yeah. me several times i i, I want to say i think this is now the the single topic that we have talked about the most Cochineal? on Nature. Yeah, absolutely. Cochineal is like, is. we have talked it's about it in like absolutely. four different episodes yes. of Nature Jacket. It's just because it also, keeps popping up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it also keeps popping up in like real life. Yeah. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, it was a utility mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah. There's only a few foods left now that you can like find it in instead of like the yeah because like dyes. people who are vegan are mm-hmm. don't like it. So here's another. I think I might have talked about this with makeup. Is that like there's been a big push for makeup to have to be to be one like the red lake dyes, mm-hmm. but it's actually not FDA approved for the eye area because some people can have an re- reaction to it, and it also stains the eye. So mm-hmm. if you have pink, purple, or red eyeshadows that stain your eyes. It's because it's made out of the artificial, it's like made out of the artificial red. So that way they can claim that like um, it's, it's vegan. vegan. But mm-hmm. if you use the cochineal insect, it's perfectly safe for your skin and doesn't cause any staining. So for like a better makeup, it's actually better to have the bug, but but it's not vegan. But bugs on your eyes, I, you heard it here. I definitely have like skin reactions to certain kinds of eye makeup. Mm-hmm. I wonder if some of them... That's yeah, it. it's probably all the red lake dyes. Like some people are sensitive to them and some people aren't, but even the people who aren't, it just stains your, hmm. your eyes. Yeah. Hey, you heard it here, folks. Nature check, pro rubbing bugs on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> way to distill that Peter. Nancy does do face bugs, so that's true. That's true. Yeah. That is a whole different kind it's of face smearing, bugs. though. We're on brand. Yeah, there is less smearing. It's true. Um Yeah. So that's Anyway, chemistry. Anyway, chemistry. Anyway, chemistry. Ta-da! <laughs>
But, uh... Fetch quests, my favorite way to insert science into this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have sent 24 snails, or you're going to send 24 snails? Uh, did we get a note back? No. Kay writes another note, eighth gold apiece, question mark, and sends another note back. <laughs> Peter. Don't, don't negotiate with yourself. What are you, like a Democrat in Congress? Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. I am going to fly out toward Coral. I'm going to find look for Coral and then go towards it and just do a, do a zoomy while she's still waiting on that. Perception check for your zoomy. I don't know why I always have to look it up. Um, that's only 12. A 12. Um, I mean, you see the coral reef. It's kind of hard to miss, right? They're very large and like yeah. complex structures. Um, so you see the coral reef, but you didn't necessarily get like super duper close. Like when you're when you're kind of above it, the water distorts how it mm -hmm. looks and it all just sort of like blends together in this like patchwork of colors. So it's a little hard for so you to like... So on that first pass, what I was actually looking for wasn't necessarily the particular kind of coral, but mm -hmm. like basically movement in the area. Like, do I see anything large that I should be concerned about? Oh, um, I mean, there's obviously lots of movement, like coral reefs are like cities, mm -hmm. right? Um, define anything large, like bigger than you? Bigger than me. Bigger yeah. than you. Um, with a 12, I don't think you notice anything like concerning that's bigger than you, no. Okay. Yeah, because that's what that first pass was. Mm -hmm. Would I... Because, I mean, like, the skeleton's red, but not necessarily the rest of it, right? So, like... I imagine like, what is, it what is the stuff growing on it? Like? I imagine it's question. red while it's alive. I don't know. Is red oh. coral red when it's alive? Hmm. All of the pictures that I see here are, like, just coral. Just the red. Let's <laughs> try something else. Hmm. Um, Google. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it looks, looks like, like it's red with like little white yeah. stuff of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like it's it's mostly still red. It's red. And, yeah. It's okay. Red okay. Always. Okay. <laughs> then I will pick a particularly. I will pick an area that's sort of whatever, sort of closest to the ship, and okay. go closer. Look for red. Okay. Um, so you're, are you like ducking under the water to be able to like see better? Yes. Okay. I will yeah. skim. Mm -hmm. Um, give me another, ow, give me another look. <laughs> now my dog is wagging under the desk. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's much better. Uh, 27. Okay. Yes. Um, you do see several clumps of red coral on, you know, this stretch of the reef that you're hanging out in. Yes. Okay. Um, is there, is there any piece that's especially large? Um, yeah, they're all rather, like, large structures, I guess, so, yeah. Okay, I would like to go down to one of the largest ones and see how hard it is to take a chunk, I guess. Okay, yeah, so you're, Lately. you're trying to, like, break, break one off just, like, with your hands or whatever? Yes. Yeah, um... Just a strength check, I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's one of these, like, would I know how hard it is to break off a piece mm -hmm. of coral? Cindy doesn't. I'm, like, looking up, does, like, does red coral sting? <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, uh, yes, nine. probably. Nine. I mean, on the first go, you don't get it, but it's not, like, ridiculously strong. So, like, you know, if you sort of, like, yeah. pull on it for a few moments, you eventually snap it off. Um, yes, they are Nidarians, so there are little nidocytes or stinging cells mm-hmm, on them. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't have stats for coral, but we'll make it up. Um, give me a, a fortitude save. Okay, That is also plus nine. Oh, jeez. Which is good, because that's a 13. Okay, yeah, um, you'll just... You'll take two points of Mm -hmm. poison damage. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that heal in water? Uh, Like, for my fast healing? What does your fast healing say? Does it say that there are types of damage it won't do? I don't remember there being anything that I... Mm. I would also assume anything that I would run into in the water would be something that, like... Yeah, just as fast healing, too. Okay, then, yes, it'll probably go away while you're swimming around. <laughs> oh, wait, actually, where's the fast healing? Heals only if it's exposed to rain or submerged up to a twice more. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, so basically it will hurt to keep pulling these, right. but then I can heal it. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, You're like a hydra underwater. <laughs> sort of. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll grab some pieces. I'm going to try to do as little damage to the stuff around it as I can. Okay. But yeah. also try to get like, because like it, it, gets denser sort of as it gets back like it's got a trunk so like I'm gonna try to not just get the little fiddly bits like I want to try to get like chunks so if there's any pieces that look like already damaged maybe I'll go for those Mm -hmm. Um, yeah your perception check was pretty high so I'll say there are a few pieces that look like you know they might have gotten you know hit by something in a storm or whatever so yeah there's a few of those you can pick up Um, you spend a bit of time uh, you know, breaking bigger chunks off. I will also say with your 27, what you hadn't noticed before is that laying in the sand kind of next to the corals that you came down to harvest um, is a shape uh, that you realize must be some sort of like ambush type predator, um, but you managed to stay out of the way of it because you saw it cool. when you got closer. Great. <laughs> I love Wobegong sharks. They're great. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, I was they're just really like, amazing. They've got all these like, like lacy things on their faces to help like them catfish. feel. For, uh, yeah, not not like barbels, like threads, but like yeah. like like lacy, fleshy bits along their. Oh, those guys! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, how much coral are you trying to collect? Like a pound, two pounds, half a pound. Like, how long would it take to get two pounds? Probably, I mean, that's like a lot, probably like an hour-ish, especially if you're trying not to just like demolish complete structures. Like if you're trying to like pick from several without okay, like removing, like completely removing them. Then, because yeah. I'm also just thinking like, I'm going to have to like do this in batches anyway, just because mm-hmm. like it's fairly lightweight. It's going to get like awkwardly bulky. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll, if if we still don't have anything new happen in half an hour, then I will come back with a pound. Okay. You come back with a pound. 
So, like, there's more of this. It'll just take a while. Do you... Should I... I mean... Because how, how much did they... How much we, did they say for this? They get We get paid per pound, but I don't remember how much it was. Uh, 15 gold. It was 15, 15 gold. That's how much is our debt? A lot. Oh, infinitely is... more. This is this is a drop in the bucket. Like this is. I think I think we're good. I think we just send them this. It's like a good little reminder that we're sending them stuff. Okay. And. I think this is plenty for today. We could get back on the boat or get right. back on the on the um, road. I will. I will take. I, okay. I. I just say I'll go get some more snails. Give me the bag of holding, mm -hmm. and then I am going to actually grab a few snails. Okay. How many more? Uh, I am going to open the bag in the water mm -hmm. and put the snails in okay. in the water. Is there anything else that I see in the immediate area of the snails that I know to be an irritant of any sort? I mean, there's like <laughs> sand. Okay. Is like, there anything like spiny, slimy, anything that they wouldn't um, enjoy? Give me another perception check. Hmm. Let's see if we can find anything interesting. Uh, 21. Uh, sure. Particularly pokey um, sea urchins. Yeah, I was going to say, sure, you see some sea urchins and also a nudibranch swimming through the water, like a Spanish dancer or something. Okay. I'll grab a couple of urchins. Okay. I'm also going to look for some rocks that look like the snails. Uh, Okay. Are there just if there are any just actual rocks that look remotely like the snails? There aren't really because these snail shells again, it's like the like the typical yeah, conch like... shell like you would like listen into, but with long thin spines coming off of sort of like the bumps on the radial mm -hmm, parts of it. Mm -hmm, so there aren't mm -hmm. really any rocks that look Okay, the urchins yeah. make more sense on that front yeah. then. Okay. Yeah, so a uh, couple of urchins and then I'll get back up on the deck and uh dump the rest of the snails and the coral in. Okay. How, much, um, how many snails? Yeah, how many extra snails <laughs> did you grab underwater? Uh, how many could I have grabbed in, like, another 20-minute pass, I guess. Another 20-minute pass? I would say you could probably get, probably get, like, 10 more if you wanted. Yeah. Okay. So that's 34 snails, 30 a pound of snails. red coral, and two urchins. Of course. And a bag full of water. And two urchins. And a bag of water. And some sand. <laughs> bag of seawater. Some sand. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So we're sending 185 gold worth of stuff. That sounds right. Right. Okay. And you... You put it all in there, and I whisper. Right, here you go, make, guys. <laughs> make a trade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I mean, like nothing happens because it's a bag of holding, so you can't like see any difference in it. Yeah. Um, but you whisper that. Um, all right. 
I open it up and I stick my hand in a big snail. Okay, uh, nothing comes out. All right, you win. Can you please describe for us the? <laughs> no, I'm not telling you what's happening on the other end. <laughs> it's not for us. It's for the audience. Nope. <laughs> right, we take all take our earphones out. Will you describe it? <laughs> no. They get to remain a mystery for now. Um, so here's a question. If if they hadn't, like, opened the bag uh-huh. since the notes came, yeah. would would the other things join the notes? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, okay. like, tangle the piece, angle the piece. Here's Seawater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two, two soggy pieces of paper. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Um, uh, How much is our debt? Because I wasn't there. Thousands. <laughs> tens of thousands. I know it was it's tens of lot. thousands. It was like 24,000 or something like that. Again, it's in my notes. 30,357? 30, yep. 30,357? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is 185, so. <laughs> and they didn't tell us what we're, uh, what the, the, Bats are worth, right? Oh, they did up to a hundred gold yeah. for good specimens. Yeah. I mean, it's not worse than student debt, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've talked about interest rates yet, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. Um. All right. So Claude has watched you all do all of this out of the corner of his eye, and just like, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't ask why you're putting snails in a bag. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. Stubbinell's <laughs> <laughs> just like leaning up against like the mast <laughs> with her hat down over her eyes. And eventually, like after you've done this, she's like, so are we? All right. Yep, we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. We're good, everyone. Let's move on. <laughs> and they like, you know, start doing just watch this method. Yeah. Just, they stopped the ship. Yep. And just watch this method just take off and then come back with armloads of snails yep. and coral. And honestly, by the time she gets back with the coral, she's not in a good mood right. because she's just like, it has hurt the whole time. Yep. <laughs> she hasn't said anything, but she's pissy. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Uh, yeah, so eventually the boat gets back underway and you continue sailing as the sun goes down. Are you all doing anything else with the evening? I mean, that was a pretty great day, you guys. I mean, like, Nadia yeah. got to play in the water and then, like, we just kind of hung out a little bit. So, I mean, I feel yeah, like you win-win win win for everybody, or... right? Uh-huh. I mean, I, mm. our, we had already met before, I think, if you recall. Um, so... It's kind of you had not... a private conversation with said lady dwarf, and she took note in your clothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awkward. Cheryl's face! I, I take it you're not interested. I mean, that's fine. I I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not. I just know the, the whole clothing thing is just kind of, I just kind of, it's kind of weird for, um, <clears throat> you know, she's, um, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a dwarf. Thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> I I don't think I understand. No, um, I'm sorry. Well, no, it's just that she's a she's a devout follower of Morden. Uh huh. 
Uh, and? Well, and I'm dressed like this. Like a... I don't know, some I kind mean, of, like... There's a there's a cute dwarf in town, and she, like, wears all sorts of cool jewelry and, like, a cool dress thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she looks cool. I mean, she, I don't I don't understand what clothes have to do with religion, but... Humans. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's just, it's just I, I just don't look... You know, like a respectable. We were in town. Dwarf. Why didn't you get a new Christian shirt? He's <laughs> a Christian shirt. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> you all in the in the store. It just says Christian yeah. over like <laughs> that style. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything in this world. <laughs> Yeah, I've never met him, but I assume my, that his my mind just really wandered nice. off to the Mormon magic underwear. Sorry, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll rejoin you shortly. Yeah, we've we've only talked about Cedric's shirts. We have not talked about his underwear at all. Oh my god! Oh no! I mean, we were no, no, no. Why didn't Why didn't you pick up the like crisp button-up shirt you got last time? What happened to it? No, you could just get a new one. We were in town. Why didn't you? I don't know. I didn't think about it. I kind of like this. So then what's the problem? You like it. It's just not respectable, Kay. You, I, I think you're very respectable. You've done a lot to earn respect. Thanks, Kay. Yeah, well, so if she doesn't like you because you were closing, whatever. And Kay just, like, walks over somewhere and leans wistfully over the railing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that... I think that actually helped a little bit. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, anybody doing anything else before nightfall? I'm going to check in with Arena and make sure she has found something to eat. Uh, yeah, she has a full crop. She's found something. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You're also not... Like, you're keeping the coast kind of in eyesight, so she mm -hmm. also has the option to fly you know, over to the oh, yeah, land yeah. and hunt. Because she can fly faster. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so you all go to sleep yes. for the evening in your uh, hammocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know the drill. Headphones out for everybody but Kay. Ooh. <laughs> no. Yes, it is time. It is not time. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right, Kay, uh, so you fall asleep, and at some point in the night, you first become aware that your feet are wet. As you open your eyes and look down, you can see that you are standing in water a few inches deep. There is mud beneath your feet, and out of the mud you see strange spidery roots growing. The roots reach like fingers far away from the leafy parts of the plants you realize are blocking the sun above you, making the plants look like they're standing on stilts. The mud around you is pungent with the sense of fish and salt and rotting vegetation. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> am I, so, am I, I'm not like stuck in the mud. I no, you're standing walk. on, okay. yeah. I guess I'll walk forward. Okay. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm imagining that I'm in like the shallows and ahead of me are all of these. 
what I presume to be mangrove trees. Yes, you're sort of in, you're you're in the mangroves in a few inches okay. of water. Yeah. Uh, can I just, like, walk forward? Yep. Um, so you walk the forward, and through the tangle of branches and roots, you begin to be able to see some sort of low stone structure. As you approach, you realize it is a square of stone wall, perhaps three feet high, and with a rotted wooden door um, over what you assume is a hole in the middle, like a well. Uh, I guess I go into the well. Okay. Um, is there, are there, like, stairs? Is there, like, a way for me to do that besides just, like, jumping into the <laughs> hole? <and be> like, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, like, it's this, you know, uh, stone wall with the with this rotted wooden door. So um, the wood is slimy with algae and damp, but you can lift it up um, to reveal a vertical hole, as you expected. Uh, you can see that there are notches in one of the walls, like a ladder leading down into the darkness. But as you look, the darkness rises up to meet your eyes, and the dream fades. Awesome. Peter's looking down. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, Peter's looking down. <laughs> Peter, Peter! You tucked your, you tucked your hair behind your ear at one point, and I was like, wait, is that- oh, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Man, I, love I this. thought he fell asleep for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so it is. Uh, you're, you're still muted. muted. <laughs> I am asleep. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So it is the next morning. Um, you all wake up. You can smell what like was the date today. Uh, the the last like the day that just ended. Yeah, the date that the dream was on. It was, I think it was Quartum the 6th. That feels right. Let me make sure. That's close mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, like normally you start every, each day with that. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, it is Quartum the 6th day of Pelaron. Uh, Pelaron is. I'm keeping the, a dream journal. A dream journal. In my notes for K. Heck yeah. Uh, Pelaron is the equivalent of like July. Uh, yeah, so you wake up, um, you can smell, because again, this isn't a huge ship, so you can smell from the galley what smells like porridge and bacon, um, and you can... Ah, <laughs> those pigs didn't last that long. <laughs> and you can hear uh, rain uh, still falling and hitting the wood of the ship. Oh, nice. One of the pigs is now a pig leg. <laughs> uh, no, there there are still two, there are still two pigs in the pen. Um. <laughs> yeah, but one of them only has three legs. No. <laughs> That's horrifying. Um, no. <laughs> you just Yikes. take a leg off, cast your moderate wounds on it. Yeah, you just tape it up, it's fine. Just do it again mm -hmm. the next day. There are still two pigs with all of their limbs in the pen. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so what would you like to do now that you're awake? Breakfast, I guess. Breakfast. Okay, um, yeah, so Horfer, um, Horfier, Horfier, I think that's his name. 
You created him, Cheryl. Yes, you can pronounce his name however you um, like. <laughs> the the half elf, the one with the puka shell necklace from last time. That's you guys oh. were like, oh, this guy. Oh, <laughs> like, bless his heart. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I described him. He's a he's a young male half elf with sun bleached blonde hair cut short, a hawkish nose, and green eyes. And you guys were like, oh, everybody on this ship is hot. He probably wears a puka shell necklace. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He um, totally does. Yeah, so he's in the galley making food, and it's sort of like a, like the galley isn't huge, so you sort of like come up to the doorway, and he like hands you a plate and a bowl, and you you know go away and sit somewhere to eat, and then bring your dishes back later. Sounds good. Okay. So hey, Cedric, remember that time when you told me about those visions, and I promised I would tell you about those dreams? Yeah, you mean yesterday? Yes, yeah. I remember yesterday. Yes. <clears throat> I, I had a dream last night. Like a dream dream? Like a dream dream. Was it a dream dream about a temple? Possibly. It was a dream dream about some weird trees with tree legs. <laughs> <laughs> they were like trees, tree but they... But their roots were all like weird and parallel and like went into the ground and it was really muddy, but it was on the edge of the beach. It was on the beach and it smelled really weird, like outside rotting, but not a bad rotting. It's like, you know, when there's like a swamp, kind of like a, anyway, that doesn't Uh really matter. I was like walking forward and there was this like square made out of blocks. And it was only like, like doorway? No, well, yes, but it was like, you know how like doors, like you normally have a wall and then there's a door. This was like a wall horizontal. It was like a door. <laughs> but it, the door was rotting. So I like oh, opened door. up the rotting door and mm-hmm. there was like, you, you could like, like climb a trap door? down. Yeah, like a trap door, but you mm-hmm. could open it, not like, and then you could like <laughs> climb down. But in I went to climb down and then there's like rush of like thick darkness, like went upwards and then i woke up so i don't know what's down there but we just need to find some was it like a good darkness or a bad darkness i mean like it felt thick it was a poetic ending to the dream darkness um (laughs) yeah Yeah, but like like was it like a warning darkness or was it like a? I think so i think it was just like an unknown darkness okay 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 like you didn't have like a don't go here. This is bad feeling. No, I didn't have that. It just felt like. Do you I don't feel know. like? It, it was like I was led to the place, and now kind of like all the other other times, it's like yeah. I'm led to the entrance, and then I don't see anything past that. Do you feel the? Do you feel the pull? I do not feel the pull, but I feel like I could recognize. I mean, those trees were really weird. Kind of like the big, like, circle of white flowers. I didn't feel pulled to that either, but then it was, like, a circle of white flowers that was really noticeable and weird in the middle of a field. So I feel like... I, f- I feel like I could recognize it. Well. <laughs> trees with horizontal roots. Nadia, you, me, Kay. Well, we're going to keep an eye out for that. Yeah, we like talked to the navigator too, and he'll like I'm sure they've seen those kind of trees before. Yeah, I feel like that's easier to find than snails, right? You can like I see agree. Trees from <laughs> does, like kind of far away. Does does any of that ring familiar for Nadia? 
major check. <laughs> These dice have been so all over the it board. It makes me now. so happy when you ask questions like that. Though. <laughs> hey, that's uh, 23. Yes, mangroves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about mangroves at some point. And Yay. Like, have I have I seen have I seen them about? Yeah. Um. So you know there are mangroves in various parts. Um. Like you spent a lot of your time in the rainforest, and there are mangroves in some parts of the rainforest. And you're also familiar with um. Although you haven't necessarily been there, but like you know that the um the biggest island. Um, in the little archipelago that's just off the western coast of Arda, mm. um, that that big island has uh, lots of um, mangroves along the outer edge of it. So yeah, I, yeah, I've I've seen trees like that because they 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 like because they like grow out of the water, so the roots are because they they don't have to go in the ground for the water, you know. Anyway, but like there's some. In, they look like they could walk though, too, right? But. But also, yeah, like they look like they're up, like up. Anyway, there's how tall there's were some... these mangroves? Sure, were they like normal Florida sized mangroves, or they were like Ecuador sized mangroves that are like 120 foot trees? Uh, no, they were. I mean, they were over your head, but they weren't like okay. huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and there's some actually that I, like the first island we're gonna come to. Like there were some. There's some on that. Oh well, I mean that would be. Yeah, I mean I'm sure. I mean, I kind of always get like a tingly, you know, and maybe it's not like a pull, but it's like a, it's like a tingle, yeah, you know? but I mean, like we're headed that way, you know, so like maybe, yeah. maybe there's something on that island. Yeah, we can check it out. I mean, an island would make sense for it to place one of these temples, would it not? Sure. Makes as much sense as the middle of the desert, but sure. I mean, we found them all kinds of places. Yeah. But they felt like kind of like cool like... and like mystical places, you know? Like an island feels like a cool mystical place. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Agreed. So should we tell Claude to head straight for that island? Sure. I mean, we're paying him. We tell him where to go. And if it costs more money, it just costs more money, right? <laughs> it's true. We have some. Have some. Yeah. Did we ever? Um, speaking of which, I'm gonna check the bag, see if there's anything in it. Uh, okay. The bag of holding. Uh, mm -hmm. If you didn't put your stuff back in it, then there's nothing in it. Okay. No return. I'm gonna put now. my stuff back in it then. Cool. I'm gonna go tell Quad. Be right back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So you're going to Claude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he yeah, he's at the, the yeah, he's at the helm. Yeah. Claude, good morning. Good morning. Uh, how did you I bet sleep? you were wondering. Uh, great. Oh, great. Good. How about you? Did you stay out here all night? Uh, no, I needed to get my sleep, but so Vinalda and I trade off. Yeah. That makes sense. So she is out here at night mm -hmm. doing, Usually. doing this yes. thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That explains why I do not see her during the day. Mm-hmm. So, um, we were, um, I bet you were wondering where we were going next. Uh, to the volcano? We're not going to the volcano, are we? Nope. We're gonna make a stop. Okay. But on the way. Okay. So, the, apparently there's an island yes. near 
on the way. Yes. This island that we're coming up to next. Mm-hmm. Um, that has uh, groves of men on it. <laughs> Man. Many groves. That's. I. <laughs> Have you seen the video of all the guys buried up to their necks in the sand in the dark and the guy like throws food and they all go Aah! like that's what I thought of groves of This men. is a logical step though because Kate said they're like walking trees yeah. and he gets to man man, man grove, grove so like you know I mean grove of men um, <laughs> Claude is like looking at you like definitely something that occurred in the Odyssey I mean I, yeah I mean I there is there is a big island at the southern end of the archipelago. I don't know anything yes, about... Yes, yes, the Ark. The Ark, that's where we're going. Uh, Apparently there are lots of knees or legs. Stick trees, maybe. Why didn't we go with you, Because <laughs> <laughs> he seemed so confident. Why Anyways. would he question his ability to say, hey, can we stop at the next island? <laughs> Anyways, that's where we're heading. That uh, island. All right. Um, yeah, the one at the tip of the arc. Yes. Uh, so I can get you fairly close, but again, uh, the ocean gets a little shallow in towards the island, so you'll probably need to take the last little bit of the trip yourselves in a rowboat if Captain La- Captain Laughshield will let you take another rowboat. That's cool. I'm sure this one won't also turn into a monster that tries to kill us. Uh, here's hoping. Uh. You said it. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Right. So is that your plan to mm-hmm. um, have him sort of dock the ship as close to the island as he can get and then you'll go the rest of the way in a rowboat? Yes, it is. That is my plan. Okay. <laughs> That's Cedric's plan. That's <laughs> Cedric's plan. <laughs> We shall see how it goes. I would suggest that the dude rows us out and then leaves us and then we wait in the boat because we're just going to, like, can't take that long, right? Like, what, a week? (laughs) We gone for, like, a week. It's an island. How big can it be? (laughs) Well... In any case, uh, we will be back to see what they get themselves up to on the uh. island uh, next time, which will be Sunday, May 22nd. And we will have a special guest. Yes, that's right. We're back. We have another scientist special guest coming to join us. It's going to be ever so exciting. Um, so, yeah, come back and see the many knees, groves of men on the island, I guess. <laughs> You had one job, Cedric. And our special <laughs> <One> guest <job. laughs> uh, in two weeks. Um, so, <laughs> oh man, uh, all of have you prepared them for this? The rails are, you know, um, <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, they've got good energy too. Um, but yeah, so uh, as always, thank you so much for watching and hanging out with us in all of the places where you can, and we will see you in two weeks on the 22nd. Bye. Bye. Good night.